Tundra Talk is brought to you by Frontier Outfitters and Century Hardware, your locally owned source for hunting, fishing, and shooting gear in interior Alaska. They sell proven gear that will tackle whatever Alaskan tasks you need it to, and Frontier always stays current with gear for the season. Whether you're baiting bears in the spring, fishing, camping, or dip netting in the summer, you're looking for game bags and moose camp gear in the fall, uh, if you need to stock up on trapping lures or just get everything you need to go ice fishing, they've got you covered. They always carry a wide variety of Alaskan-proven clothing and boots, camping gear, meat processing supplies, guns, ammo, reloading and shooting supplies, as well as camping gear and backpacking food. Downstairs in Century Hardware, you'll find a full hardware store naturally, and uh, you'll also find your snow machine, ATV, marine accessories down there. They go out of their way to stock plenty, plenty of quality, useful equipment. And whether you're gearing up for a hunting or fishing trip, working on a never-ending home improvement project, or anything in between, it's usually a one-stop shop. Frontier Outfitters is located on 3rd and Old Steese in Fairbanks, and they have a second location in North Pole, so make sure you stop in next time you need to gear up. This episode of Tundra Talk is also brought to you by Hedgecock Group Realtor Rick Lindsay, a guy that can take care of just about any of your real estate needs in the Fairbanks area. Now, the Hedgecock Group has been in Fairbanks North Pole real estate market since the early 80s, and their service is tailored to meet the diverse needs of home buyers in interior Alaska. Now, Rick has lived in Fairbanks for a long time and understands a lot of the less obvious ins and outs of buying and selling property around here. You know, things like water holding tanks and permafrost and all that jazz. Fairbanks is a really unique place to live, and having a realtor that knows what to look for in a quality place can make all the difference. Rick's a Marine Corps veteran and will work hard to get you exactly what you need. And if you're looking to buy or sell real estate in the Fairbanks or North Pole area, reach out to Rick at 907-378-6780. And go check out his Instagram at R-L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-113 at rlindsey113. He's really a passionate outdoorsman. He's just like us. He's one of us. And he loves to share his adventures on there. And he's got a pretty a pretty nice cranker of a ram that I'm jealous of. So go check him out. I know there's lots of you out there that dream of moving to Alaska, but it's a big step and can be kind of intimidating. Landing a solid job before you move can make things run a lot smoother, but you might not be sure of the job market or even really where to look. Now, if you're an experienced ASC certified or GM factory trained technician, I've got good news for you. Chevrolet GMC of Fairbanks is looking to hire qualified service department techs, and they've got enough work to keep you pretty much as busy as you want to be. Fairbanks Chevy has a very busy shop, but they allow for flexible scheduling. They offer top market pay rates with paid overtime, a great benefits package with 401k retirement plan with contribution matching. And, you know, for a service tech, you can really make a good solid living. They, they can offer relocation assistance to help get you up here, paid training to get you spun up, and they have a well-lit and well-maintained facility, and these are all things that I mean, help contribute to a great work atmosphere. On top of all that, they make it a priority to allow you to take your vacation time during hunting season, something that is really tough in the, in the service and construction industries here in Fairbanks and can sometimes be a deal-breaker for folks like us. Good help and hard workers are always welcome in Fairbanks, and if this is the opportunity you've been waiting for, apply at FairbanksChevy.com or call their service manager, Rick Lindsay, directly at 907-215-6444. That's how you do it.
You should bring that <laughs> All right. Now that, that we're really pissed. Now that I'm all wound up. <laughs> all right. Welcome back to Tundra Talk, everybody. I'm Tyler Friel, sitting down tonight with uh, Frank Schultz, Temple Dillard, and Dusty Spencer's back over. Been, uh, I told, I, I, I meant it when I said I wanted you to come back over after the last time, last time you came over. So glad, uh, glad you can make it happen. Yeah. Thanks for having me out. Yeah, man. Um, Everybody in this room, well, no, Frank could have shot a moose. How's your moose season going, Temple? It ain't hunter. over yet. Some trophy hunting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He let, letting legal yeah. animals walk by. Mm-hmm. No, my my moose season ain't over yet. I was it thinking was, about you the whole time. Too. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. Temple would like break my fingers right now. Get the fuck Temple, out of my way. I don't think Temple, like, I feel like you would actually appreciate the amount of shit we talk about you when we're out hunting. Like, like I'm like... Pulling like a twenty pound gob of fat that's got the oh. kidneys of my moose out of there. I'm like, oh, Temple would be drooling. Uh, so I've never, <laughs> I've never actually saved the call fat. It's you on my list of well, that I mean, that's do. the yeah, like look, the call fat. But yeah. I'm talking like, dude, the gobs kidneys were the like kidneys, yeah. like twenty yeah. pound gobs of fat. Uh, totally the different. Like uh, never, I've never done that. I've it's on the list of things to do. But I, yeah. By the time we're by the time you get it all cut apart and in the bags, I'm looking at the pile of soft parts, kind of. Just like I'm fucking tired. Mm-hmm. You know? Picking through the soft parts like that box of knives over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, am, yeah. what am I going to take? Yeah. <laughs> uh, a, Which one? That was an okay box of knives. We took a heart and a liver. Yeah. 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 I forget the liver every year. It's upsetting. Well, I'm not going to eat it, but I know a guy that Did loved he it. Was wife. it still in good shape? Oh, yeah. And he was like, do you know what's beautiful about this? Somebody else brought me a liver last week. (laughs) Two moose livers. Just like loving it, eating it nightly. We're religious about the heart, but we we forget the liver pretty regular. Sometimes I'll bring the kidneys back to give to somebody at the boat ramp if they want them. Right on. Yeah, the squishy parts, I'm pretty tired by the time time that's in a pile. Yeah. Yeah, same here. We brought ours back because I got a buddy whose wife likes the yeah. heart and liver, but I don't, I don't take care of that. So. My my cousin gave me so much shit one year for not bringing back the stomach, the moose stomach. Yeah, I <laughs> and I told her you should go shoot your own moose then. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah, it's that's a lot. Well, you guys know how much work that is. Heart's good. Yeah, I mean, good. I don't yeah. mind it. I've I had think a lot of pickled heart. That's pretty good. I like interesting. That. Really? Yeah, pickled oh. pickled heart. Really good. You just like cut it in, like in strips and, and pickle. Well, it? I've never made it, but oh. I've had some people make it for me, and yeah. they cut it in. They, you know, they soak it for a couple of days, slice it real thin, and then pickle it, and it's it's pretty decent. No yeah. doubt, huh? I've pickled pike before. That was good. Yep, yep. It's super tender meat. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really can't go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I well, Dave was all excited about eating heart. I was, it was like narrow miss, man. Like cut her, <laughs> cut her right across. When I was feeling in there, I was like, "Oh, I don't know how this is going to be." <laughs> cut oh, her right yeah. across the top of the heart, you know. But it was fine. Yeah, yeah. Just a it's big enough where you just cut part of it off. Yeah, we still have eight pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you center punch the heart, you can you can. Probably well, the last one I shot out. Well, you shoot them in the heart with a three thirty eight at twenty five yards. There's not. <laughs> there was not. Left. There yeah. was absolutely nothing left. It no. was like a pile yeah. of like jelly. Mush. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You got a nice bolt. So, Dusty, you it was a picture like you shared an older picture because I'd seen a picture of your bull when we were out at Moose Camp. Yeah, I was like, oh, he got one, and then uh, 
I saw it was the older picture. I'm like, holy shit, that bull is way bigger than I thought. It was your, your like your really big one. Yeah, right? my biggest one. Yeah, uh, yeah. This year's moose hunt was it was uh, it was a little testing. I, I my season ends on the 15th, so I'm still in 20, okay, yeah. 20B where yeah. I go, and I've been going there for 15 years or whatever. And uh, so I'm. It's it's kind of every year's different for moose for me for mm-hmm. sure. Depending on weather, and this year was rain for oh, like. The first eleven days, yeah, it was like holy shit! Wow. So we relegated to the wall tent for the, for most yeah. of the season. Yeah. Fog every morning, rain every day, and no movement. You know the moose are out there; they're doing their thing, and it's not stopping them. But they're just not moving. You know, transitioning through as much as they usually do. And uh, this year was a little different. Yeah, it was all the way up to the last minute before Oof. we actually Man. were able to sneak in one. When you guys have, like, I seen you guys use one of the tripod stand setups too, don't you? Yeah, well, I saw you guys on your Oh, oh so you're welcome. Like, you you're welcome. Yeah. There's some areas, <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know, new ways of hunting. I, saw, I, was like, I got some areas that I could definitely see if that would work. So just so happened to put it in the right spot, you yeah. know. You know, I, I've been hunting out there long enough. I know where, they, where, they, where they're coming and going. Because your big one, was it your big one that you were saying last time you had climbed it, you knew he was bedded close by, and you, like, climbed up, shimmied I up climbed a fucking a tree. tree and shot him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I climbed the tallest tree I could find, and I was, like, you know, 15, 16 feet up on an old, dead, burnt spruce tree, <laughs> oh. hanging on for dear life with my three thirty eight. you know, ro- yeah. <laughs> shot him from there at like nine o'clock at night you know yeah <laughs> and then fell down about four four oh, limb, four limbs God. worth of tree Jesus. Oh. <laughs> yeah so we put that up this year and we uh we stocked in on a big one that was in that area so i was like perfect let's let's get in that tree stand and i took a couple newer guys there haven't really had a whole lot of moose hunting experience and so I sent my buddy Mike up in the tree stand he's newer and I was like all right I'm gonna walk over here to the right and call and see if I can't make him do the circle mm-hmm. try to get downwind of us and he should be right perfect right where the tree stand was because he was a couple hundred yards away from the tree stand when okay. i watched him with some cow but he had so two you knew cows. he was right but from where we glass i could see him he had two cows with him and he was in he was i'm guessing 200 250 from the tree stand yeah perfect spot i'm like all right this is gonna work like, so might not, have got lucky. not to interrupt so your experience like we're amateur moose hunters still trying to figure this out yeah. and we I mean, we've gone over, like, we just can't see shit generally from where we're at. Yeah. Like, when you're, I would think that we, if you can get within a certain, like, close enough to those bulls, even if they've got cows, then they've kind of have no choice but to respond to you. Is that kind of what yeah, you Yeah, generally, it depends on how big they are. Yeah. If they're bigger, they don't, they don't care. You better go to them. Like, hmm. if they're a, a bigger, like a mid-50s or bigger bull, yeah. you're, you can call them and they'll respond, but they'll hang up about 200 yards, and they'll never come further than that. Gotcha. You have to go after them because you got to be like the you're smaller. not a threat to take their cow unless you're actually they're not scared up. of nothing yeah. right so you if mm. you're if you're grunting and scraping you're the smaller bull you got to come in and act like you're going to take their cows before they'll make that break and actually clear the brush to get out to get within distance and that's what i experienced this year we went on three stocks that were bigger moose that had cows and they would never break 200 yards in clear brush we could see antlers like in the tree stand yeah. we saw antlers <clears throat> 200 yards but they hung up and then it got dark, and then they turned, walked away. So this is like, only if they're cowed up, though. If they're cowed up, yeah. if they're if they're on their own, shh, they'll come right. Come up. right in, yeah, yeah. Curious as hell, looking for that next squeeze or that yeah. next fight, whatever they're whatever yeah. they're looking for, you know. Yeah. But yeah, if they're cowed up, a bigger bull, yeah, not really. Yeah. Like Two hundred only. Usually yeah. Be curious. Interesting. Both of the bigger bulls that 
that we got on this year hung up at 200 yards and would never come through. Well, not an, we never saw that <clears throat> that like second to last morning. We never saw if that that was probably two. It was probably two, two or three hundred yards, yards but like had that. a bull that we could tell. I mean, we heard like another bull over there, and there was cows around too, so we could never see see him. But you know, it was a bull that was definitely coming, and then right. kind of back. You can hear him back and forth, and just pushing them cows left and right, come. trying to keep Maybe, them yeah. out of the yeah. out of the traffic. Yeah. yeah, that was the first move. So we. A couple of buddy of mine's buddy of mine's went in and just kind of hung out the first five days because I didn't. I'm like I'm not hunting moose until at least the eighth or ninth, and then yeah. I'll stay till the end or through it, you know. Because the first four or five days of September is not really worth hanging out at moose yeah, camp, that right? Labor yeah. Day weekend is not. A it, great it's time good if you're taking your kids out to go yeah. shoot some grouse and maybe or see a couple moose or whatever. But crushing beer in the skinny dicks parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drinking beer. Yeah, but uh, so. I showed up and it it had rained. My buddy Mike was there the whole time, and he said it's never stopped raining oh, until we showed uh. up, right? Until me and and Greg showed up to camp, and he's like, and then we got a. It was kind of funny. It rained the whole way, parked, wheeled all the way in, and it was blue sky the whole way in, and then it rained that night, and then it just uh. kept going. But uh, that first night, we saw a bigger bull with a couple cows, and I was like, hey, let's, you know, in an area that I've been, and I knew we could try to get in and try to calm down to us yeah and so we went after him and all three of us you know beating the brush got up within a couple hundred yards and i was grunting and calling and scraping and he was calling back i'm like okay this is perfect but he had two, i knew he had two cows because I saw, I saw them from the hill and i'm like okay well the cows were down to the left the wind's perfect coming downhill so if he's if anything he's going to follow them and try to get around us you mm-hmm. know so we start kind of side hill and left and going and uh we got in between him and the cows because i could hear footsteps behind me and i'm like oh no and and it it got it was first it was like small footsteps and then it was like running back and forth yeah oh gosh this is probably not a good idea wow and i figured he was going to make a break and just blow through past us right but uh he did finally made a break but we were probably 80 yards and i could see the trees he was he was oh. crashing and a flash of antler here, flash of antler there. But then he broke cause the cows just took off cause they caught our wind finally and oh. blew out. So that was kind of the first, the first failed attempt at a, at a bull moose it was the first day I was there. I was like, that's yeah, pretty good. Yeah. We're doing Not our head. <laughs> you know, got a, got a break in the weather and we went after a moose first day. Can't complain about that. So, so that was pretty good. And, uh, yeah. And then the next three days it was foggy every morning. So you'd yeah. wake up early, get out there and it's like, from where we glassed to the bottom of the valley, it was like just straight clouds. I was like, well, hmm. unless we're blind calling or we want to go sit somewhere, which we were trying that too. You know, there's no no point in really getting up too early to, to go glass because you ain't yeah. seeing shit yeah. anyway. So so I, I relegated the foggy mornings to chasing grouse and trying to hit them with a stick or a rock and get some <laughs> oh. breakfast, some extra stuff to add to the <laughs> to the pot, you know. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was this year was... You know, every year is different, but this year was extremely different weather-wise for me because generally I, it's it's not the same. It's clear and cold. Not and, as wet, yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and to have such a dry June, July, and then lead into just straight rain. Well, it's his month. theory that, like, that weird weather in July, like that weird late hot weather in July kind of jacked up the leaves. Like, the yeah, leaves yeah. weren't coming off as quick as they normally do. Yeah, I saw that, Everything. too. It was, we still have tamarack <laughs> trees in our yard right now that are, like, they're ye- the needles are yellow, but they're all on the trees still. Yeah. There's a lot of trees around 
right now still in town that all have leaves on them still. Yeah. Everything out there where I was was orange and yellow. Huh. Barely the last couple of days they finally started turning. But yeah, same thing. Yeah. and they're, But they were on the trees still. Oh, yeah. Which turns yeah. shit into a pain that, in the ass when you try to shit. You can't yeah. see anything. Yeah. Yeah, for, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah. Saw that out there for sure. And then <laughs> it was funny. We were... We were relegated, and then yeah, so that was the first stock. The second stock, we went into the tree stand because we saw a different bull with with a different set of cows. Same scenario, a bigger guy I sent my buddy up in the tree stand, and I tried calling him in, and he was responding great, but he would never let me respond back. Like he was grunting so much, like oh, so like fast. like cutting you off, sort of so fast, and it, mm-hmm. it was like continuous. And I'm like, yeah. man, I didn't. I was like, this is perfect. Yeah. He's coming right in, and I could hear him. You know, from the ground level, it's like, he's got to be close, you know? And then I look over, and Mike is in the tree, and he's like, I can see his paddles. And I'm like, fuck, fucking shoot, like, shoot, fucking shoot him. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, like, I, I'm down here. You're 20 feet up in the air. I, didn't, I don't see shit. So yeah. shoot him. Right? Like, that's perfect. That's what we want. And, you know, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna keep breaking because the wind was kind of swirling and changing, and I want him to come kind of towards me. Mm-hmm. And I get across, and he's still glucking at me. And then I look over, and Mike's like, five, five more steps. He's like, kind of mouthing it and putting me that. And I was like, this is perfect. It was oh, like day shit. four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right on. And uh, and he he's and then he shoulders his rifle, and he's looking. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, it's here we on. go, here we go. It's time to start cleaning. <laughs> I'm, getting, ears. I'm getting ready. Yeah. <laughs> but then it just then he kind of looks through the scope and you know sets up, and then looks through the scope and sets up, and then I see him like put his head back like like shit and i was like oh he turned he turned away well that time we left my buddy up on the hill greg to watch the whole mm-hmm. situation because like well it's just kind of so you if if we bust him out of there or so let me interrupt for out. a second so when you said he, he started coming in and did you move away from the tripod trying to like change like you were leave, like going away right to yeah. bring him closer to Correct. the actual so, tripod i was playing the wind so the wind was kind of coming to my left shoulder across the face of the tree stand mm-hmm. and the, the moose was beyond. So typically a moose is going to head into the wind yep. and then come around, come around which is ex- yeah. like exactly so what the ball, like, my, yeah. my yeah. thought was I'm going to get downwind and then that bull is going to try to get behind me. And if he does that, mm-hmm. he's going to be right, right in front of that Easy tree stand. Easy to see. Right? Yeah. So gotcha. I, that's why I beat feet and All I right. got 40 yards, you know, to the, to the right of the tree stand, hoping that that bull would do that circle pattern and come out right in front of the tree stand. You know, it seems it seems like they sometimes will come do that. Like when they start circling, they're in range. Like yeah, they're usually they come close. to a certain <laughs> part and do it. I mean, like it reminds me. That's like the last one that I. That's shot like out any there was basic animal calling. Close. Like growing up as a kid, calling coyotes <laughs> all the time. We'd always like had to better make sure you like you have someone facing downwind because they would almost always either yeah. see them appear downwind or they'd start like they'd come to a certain point and start circling and yeah. that's the bull I shot like I said that he was ex- exactly what he was he was yeah. already real close and he was just making a loop around us yeah the last one that Trying I shot out there came one. into forty yards or something and then started at just forty started yards but I'm already like. I'm just going to let him get closer and closer and closer until <laughs> the wind is, like, almost off his nose and then shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> but it was all the way to about, yeah. you know, 45, maybe. Yeah, it was under 50 yards. Yeah. And, but that's, you know, he was just, like, on a string all the way to that point and then, and then did was going to start to do yeah. that circle. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I thought I had going on because of his response. Like, it was – and it was getting louder. So, I was like, I know he's coming 
at this direction. Oh, that's so exhilarating. And then I'm like, <laughs> okay, here we go. We're going to do this dance, and I'm going to I'm going to try to draw him across the the shooter. But he he, I mean, they don't get big for a reason. He he knew. I mean, I don't know so, if he knew or if maybe he didn't like something I was doing, or maybe I was too aggressive or whatever. Or he just maybe wasn't seeing what he wanted to see, what expect he expected right. to see. Or he was waiting for a paddle flash or something. Do, do you right? ever decoy him, like put a paddle or something up? And so, I, so the way I scrape is I have a, a one-gallon bleach jug yeah. on a stick, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's my scrape. I mean, it's it, it's super loud, though. So like yeah. when they're in tight, if you're doing like a long-range call, you, mean, you just get super Way aggressive. It's loud as hell. But if you're close, then I just kind of just... Gentle it. Because it's, it's, I mean, it, it works well. See, so I'll, I'll hold that up too, like, you know, just as like an antler, like just a, a flash. It's funny how moose hunters, like half the guys be like, well, let me stop you right there. What you need is a <laughs> mobile oil can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's got to be the so, blue kind, though. Yeah. The Dello sounds a little more real, obviously. Yeah. I would have uh, called that rich but, and rare. It's got to be R&R bottle. <laughs> R&R bottle, man. Yeah. <laughs> I made one out of a Canadian mist bottle. If you wrapped it with like... Two strips of electrical tape sounded all right. <laughs> yeah, the Christmas tree. It, down yeah, down the yeah it's, it has to be a spiral. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you see him an empty beer. <laughs> oh, gee, thanks. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that was funny. And then I ended up, we ended up getting a cop, and I was talking to Greg. I was like, hey, well, what happened? What did he do? You know, I'm trying to learn. I've been doing this for. I mean, moose hunting forever, but the same thing. You know, every season's different, so you're always learning shit. The weird thing about the season, though, is the rut's getting later and yeah, later. Yeah, that's what right? I hear. <laughs> and, uh, fuck. Oh, no. no. I don't know about that. <laughs> Did you see yeah. that guy? It was some post. I was telling these guys about, like, some post on one of these Facebook. Since the rut's getting later and later, I wonder if fishing game's good. <laughs> Like, yeah. And somebody's like, "Yeah, that's why moose are, dro- moose are dropping their calves in August now." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're getting younger. The they're calves g- are getting younger. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I mean, for me, it was kind of a bummer when they cut the last. They cut five. Yeah, days that makes because that fifteenth so, I mean, to the twentieth is that's like prime time. I mean, that's kind of. I mean, I've killed more moose on like the eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth. But then, yeah, if you if you could, I don't know, take the first five days. I, I wouldn't be too upset about that. What yeah. were the days? The harvest days. The to like the peak. Oh, so the guy that like did the research twelve to nineteen, like the the yeah, twelve to nineteenth, they're like right, but or between the fifteenth and twentieth, or like yeah. it seems like right, give or take, yeah, somewhere that in middle. that time frame is like when there's yeah. definitely what we see, like this window oh, yeah, of like four or five days. It's like this is it. This is yeah. like the usually good, for me good time, the tenth to the end. I'll see yeah. the most traffic, you know, yeah. and hear the most calls, and I mean I know they're moving, but. Generally, when they start really start moving, it's the yeah. tenth or later for me, for sure. But he was telling my buddy Greg was telling me when he got back, he's like, "Yeah, they they were there, but them cows came out." And I thought I heard a, a cow bellow a little yeah. bit, but I couldn't I couldn't pick you know pick it out between him and them. And he said, "Yeah, the cow came out and two of them, and you could see him sniff, and then he just turned right around and went right back into the brush, right in there with oh, me. So he never man. went anywhere; he just went into the brush with no. them and laid down." So I saw him the next day, and I was like, "That son of a bitch!" Like, there he is. <laughs> you know, I don't know what's more. What would what's would be more frustrating? <clears throat> Obviously, if you're in a spot where you can have some mobility to see and get around, and maybe make a play on some, but it's almost like I'd rather not see them if they're not going to come. Let me shoot them. Right? Yeah, yeah I agree they with that. One hundred percent. Because that's the only way we can hunt is just blind calling and yep. 
trying yeah. to get something to come in close enough where we can see it out of that tripod. Yeah. I mean, we don't, there's really, where we hunt, there's no other option to yeah. to do it, you know? If you were to say, okay, well, there's one over there, I'm going to march at them. Everything's right, so deep right. over your head, you're just like aimlessly wandering around in the brush, thrashing around, and you're never going to see anything. Yeah, and the first <clears throat> the first handful of years I hunted where I'm at, it's like the brush wasn't too terribly tall, so marching in after them and and doing all that was successful like mm-hmm. you can you can you could spot and stalk because i'm up high glassing yeah but now it's like the brush and the it's everything's you know came back up so it's like well that's not that's mm. just not working out so i'm relegated to glassing and then i implemented your guys's idea with the tree stand and i'm thinking about getting another one it works another pretty side, damn well pretty doesn't slick. it they're pretty cool <laughs> We're, we're, Tyler's like, we cool. got to get another one. We got to put it over here. And I'm like, we're going to be like chickens with our head cut off. We're not, not going to know way to which go. one to go to. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's where I'm at. Like, well, at least I, you know, my idea was like, well, I'm up here where I camp. I'm up high. Yeah. And I if got you can a really see good advantage. Like, that stand's right. good. Yeah. yeah. Damn, there's some moose over there. I'm going to that stand. Or damn, over here. I'm going here tonight. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's kind of where, where I'm at. And before it was like, okay, watch them, watch them bed, heat of the day. Go in, get in, and then call when it starts getting later. That's yeah. how I've always hunted. Yeah. Years. And uh, it's been very successful. But now it's like with the with the later rut. With the later <laughs> rut, man. you got to change tactics a little bit. So yeah. <laughs> the tree stands where it's at, I think. like I, That was a great opportunity for us, for sure. And it, it's in the right area. If you got a couple good areas where they're traveling, yeah. I don't see why you can't pull moose every year. You know? yeah. I'll tell you a reason you might not. Because everybody's camped on them four miles of river where you had gotten them wow. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty crowded where I heard that. We had a couple. Is that you whining, Temple? Well, yeah, it's my <laughs> river. Get the fuck off it. <laughs> nah, it was it was. That must be those non-residents that everybody that's right, else whines about. It's all the non-residents in the later <laughs> taking all your moose. No, I actually had a non-resident with me. Uncle from Michigan came up. He was he was feeling so he's part of the problem. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Uh, it's your fault. He had a heart attack last year and couldn't come up. And uh, so he came up this year and we went up there and it was raining and warm. And there was like two days where we made a game out of seeing how wet of wood we could make burn. It was pretty miserable. <laughs> and then uh, and then I started having motor problems. Uh-huh. Yeah. Changed the, changed the hoses and it ran good until, you know, it didn't again. But I think that's the fuel pump, which I should have changed when I changed the rubber, but I didn't. So so what was the, I kept, I was hearing like the so secondhand play-by-play. It, what I think it was is the hose after the fuel pump collapsed on the inside, it, it had degraded and just constricted fuel. Because mm. there's, I got two inline filters, a, a big fuel water separator, you know, look yep, like an oil yep. filter, and then a little bitty clear inline filter right before the fuel pump and that thing is never full it's only ever like half full but when i was having motor problems it was plumb full full up to the top and the the primer bulb was hard but the engine was dying so it would run for a little bit and die Mm. run for a little bit and die and of course the first these problems started the first morning we went down river to start our day so we had to line line the boat back up river and motored. Some. How much of a pain in the ass was that? 
It was about as much pain in the ass as you think you'd be to line a 24-foot John boat back up river. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it sucked. But we got back to camp, and I tore the, the, the engine apart. And there was nothing wrong with it that I could find. Of course, I didn't think to take that piece of hose off and look in it. Yeah. So after screwing around with that for a couple of days, me and, and meanwhile I'm on the Google machine. Yeah, I appreciate texting that. you back and forth, being appreciated like, that. Uh, "Yeah, you know, I'm like just spitballing here, trying yeah. to." I'm like, "Pull this part." You're like, "Well, no, I, I broke that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I broke that." Thanks for having me pull that off. That's oh, broken now. Oh, the, <laughs> the little the YouTube video on yeah. how to take this apart. Well, that's what I was doing. <laughs> I was because I had phone service, so I'm watching YouTube videos yeah. and Google. And then texting his in reach with like it. being like, okay, what is this? What engine? You know, like yeah. give me the specs, give me all this shit, and then I'll like hop on Google and I'll see what yeah. people have problems with as far as is it fuel, is it spark, is it blah blah blah? You know, and you went through and no, it's not this, not yeah, this, not yeah, this, not yeah. this, and yeah. we just kind of like back and forth over the course of a couple of days. Yeah. And I was just tr- watching. That's what it came down to was me watching a bunch of YouTube videos and so, trying to figure out what was wrong with his engine. So we we break camp and float down the river, motoring through the sketch parts. And then we get to the bottom of the tributary, and I'm like, I'm just going to drive out into the Yukon. Fuck it. Wah! Oh. Dies right in the mouth of the, of the tributary under the Yukon. And, and I'm like, well, we got a long-ass float ahead of us. And we end up in a doldrum. There's no current, but there's a breeze. <laughs> so we're we're not floating anywhere Stretching at all. sweatshirts over his paddles. We're not floating <laughs> anywhere at all. Oh, i seen a picture. And Uncle's, uh. Uncle's looking at the tarps and the, the tent poles. We brought a couple of the tent poles from the canvas tent, you know, in case we had to pull down the river. And he's like, you know, we could build a sail, he said, just totally talking shit. And I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at my paracord, and I'm like, fuck it, we got nothing else to do, we ain't moving. So put up a sail and started screaming down the river at, you know, eight miles an hour. Barely, just fast it enough. It got you going eight miles an so hour? So I figure the Yukon, yeah. I figure the Yukon as the current man. is going four, four to six, right? Well, if you're in a doldrum in a spot where you got yeah. nothing. It, it got us eight. out of the doldrum into, <laughs> into the current. The current. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that it's a little more than that, the Yukon is born Depending. four. Depending, right? Four to six, four to eight, whatever. So I figure when we were going in the current, we were probably doing eight miles an hour. And it was going fast enough to kind of steer the boat with the motor. But eventually hmm. we get to where we can't get where we want to go. the sailor. I never. Right? It, was a, it was a black tarp, too. So we were sailing pirate. down with black tarp. Pirate. pirate. Merciless Indian savage. Yeah. <laughs> so eventually I start the motor back up and idle away from the shallows and it dies and we're sailing again. And I start the motor back up and then it idles a long ways. And Uncle says, all right, just leave it at idle. Let's see if we can just idle. All right, so we idle down river for an hour. Son of a bitch, it ain't dying. What the hell? Squeeze the throttle, squeeze the throttle, squeeze the throttle, squeeze the throttle. Eventually, we're going 3,600 RPMs down the river for the next 40 miles. Yeah. What the hell? So did you go back to trying to just, like, give it full throttle and see if it died? Yeah. Did it? No. It ran full throttle all the way back to the truck. Oh, problems that fix themselves suck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're the worst fucking problems. So we we get home and 
uh, you know, we got no meat and I feel like shit and we hang out. Uncle got to hang out with the family and the kids and everybody for a little while. And I'm screwing around. I get a hold of Go Devil Stew and he's, I describe it to him, tell him everything I just said. And he says, well, maybe the, the hose after the fuel pump somehow collapsed and didn't get fuel to the carbs. Change that. I'm like, all right. So I change that out and I change a, a, some other hose and then go duck hunting thing ran like a top took my boys duck hunting we killed some ducks but was it the new hose or was it just it fixed itself i don't know you'll never know so a couple of weeks ago (laughs) a couple of weeks ago i I tried to go set some beaver traps and it's doing the same Hmm. goddamn thing guess it wasn't the hose hang on now hang on now so it's a 15 gallon cylinder drum right and i'm fighting it and fighting it and uh, lining the is boat back. The and you ran out of gas. Is it one of the drums that I just set you up with? <laughs> no, not that oh, one. Too bad. Not that one. <laughs> you could blame me. I could have. I should have just said it was anyway. Yeah. So I get back to the truck and I'm trailering the boat back up and I grab this 15 gallon drum and it pops right up off the ground. I'm like, son of a bitch! And I slosh it around. It wasn't empty, but it was low. It might have had two or three gallons. And this is a ten year. It's a ten year. It's a ten year old motor. Maybe that diaphragm pump is your water filter is plugged. Brand new water filter. (laughs) Uh, It shouldn't have been plugged. I hope not. Anyway, he's gonna go check it later. I I figure that that old fuel pump was having trouble sucking fuel up from the bottom of that fifteen gallon. Yeah, Yeah. I should have tried the six gallon tank Hmm. that was full, Hmm. but it didn't occur to me. So you're in a situation right now where it's back on the not running right. Probably. <clears throat> Probably. You'll find I out. Gotta, he's going to be hitting frazzle ice at midnight tonight with his. Too late. To I got a. I got a new fuel pump. I'm going to put on it before just I go in the. Throw spring. new shit. Just at fucking you. throw that fucker on. New yeah. fuel pump. New coils. Yeah. The the coils will go in the boat box. Well, that was my first. The first thing that I sent you, I was like coils. It, it was sparking like hell. Fucking sparking like hell, so yeah. I didn't think it was the coils. <clears throat> anyway, eventually Dusty did kill a moose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How did uh, we get derailed? I don't know, but that's what happens around here. <laughs> no, yeah, eventually it did. So it was like it was like that for the for pretty much the whole hunt, you know, we were relegated to hunting evenings and afternoons cuz the weather was shit see, in the morning, yeah. fog rolled in and and uh, we made a few stocks, and they were unsuccessful on the bigger moose. And a buddy of mine, he, he camps a few miles behind me, and there was one morning it was super foggy. I was like, hey, man, let's just let's go for a wheeler ride and go see what John's doing and check on him and see how him and his kid were doing in the weather. So we, we roll down there, and it's like 1 in the afternoon, and we're bullshitting, having a beer, eating some lunch. And uh, Mike and and Lucas, John's kid, go down the hill, and they're, they're glassing, and I'm, I'm just kind of standing there with John, and I look across the valley, and I'm like, holy shit, there's two bull moose standing right there. I could see them with my naked eye. It, it had bro- The weather had broke, the rain, and so mm-hmm. they're sunning themselves. You know, They're out drying off, and it's two moose together. And they're both bulls. I was like, well, you should probably be able to call that in. And I'm like, I'm not going to try to ruin your hunt, dude, so let's go call and see what happens, but I'm going to get go away and kind of let you guys do your thing. I was hoping the 12-year-old would have shot one of these yeah. moose, right? That's the first time moose hunting with uh, Dad. Heck, yeah. So we were doing that, and then the the one moose broke and came down the hill, and when he started coming down the hill, I was like, all right, we're going to leave. So me and Mike left and uh, went back to camp, and I'm in-reaching John like every 30 minutes. 
I can't hear gunshots. How's it, <laughs> how's it going? I'm waiting for these gunshots. Well, the moose came down, and he never crossed the creek, but he laid. He stayed in that thick stuff. So I was like, okay, well, in the morning time, you guys should probably run down in there and, and get after it. And ended up, <laughs> John got sick that night. I think everybody got sick on for moose hunting. Like, what kind of sick? Chest congestion, coughing. Just, oh, I got it. Oh, I man. got it at this yeah. camp. I'm still, I'm still getting over it, right? Fuck. But like yeah. it was widespread. It's widespread. terrible, dude. It must be COVID. Or Dave, something. you infected every, the whole Tannenau yeah. Valley. He brought it up. <laughs> he, he did. He so everybody up. we managed to dodge it, but we also didn't get a moose. So I, I think I'd rather gotten sick. Than Maybe that was the key. You had to get sick to shoot something. <laughs> <laughs> so they they hunted that. Well, when we went back to camp, I'm like, oh shit. There's you know I started seeing moose at our side, and I was like, okay. And this is like two days before the end of our season, and uh, so I called. I did some calling, and this moose came a little closer. But he was kind of in the same area that that other bull with the cows were down by the tree stand. And I was like, well, this might be good. Maybe they'll find each other, and one will be a loser and skirt, mm-hmm. off, skirt off and be easier to get after. So the next morning, went back down to the glassing hill. It was like the only day morning that there wasn't fog. So it's was, it was like, well, this is good. And I start glassing and looking. And I look to the left, and I'm like, man, I can't see these moose at all. They're, no, Nothing's moving. And then Mike's like, well, there's a bull, and it was like <laughs> literally right at the bottom of the creek, like 800 yards from where we're glassing, and he's on a trek. He's moving. And I'm like, well, I know where he's going. He's going to go across this creek. He's going to go straight across the tundra, and he's going to go up that ridge because when they get that direction, I've watched them so many times do that same yeah. pattern. So I'm like, Is it like a saddle that they're going through to get to another drainage or so something? Where I'm at, I have like five <clears throat> drainages that all dump into one really big flat area so they're kind of coming and going Let me write that down yeah write it down, write it down. <laughs> i'll show you pictures so but i've seen them come across this creek area and to the right of where i glass it's a it, it's a big flat and then it and then it, it walls up and there's a ridge and they kind of go behind there and there's some pond and some woods mm-hmm. behind there so I'm ponds like, woods I yeah got it. I'm like, all right let's get across this flat and go get on that other side and maybe we'll catch him coming across yeah. So, of course, we run down, and when you run down, you lose sight. We get down in the bottom. I'm sweating my ass off. It's, we're humping through the tundra. Terrible idea. I don't know why I even tried. <laughs> You're never catching up to a moose on the move, right? We get two-thirds of the way down, and I stop, and I'm glassing and looking. And I'm just starting to get to the ridge side, and I can see him. He's about 700 yards, and he just whoop, walks right across and goes straight up the hill. He's gone. Yeah, I knew better. I've done this too many yeah. times. My old, I'm too stupid. I, I'm, I'm want to get him. Maybe this time. Maybe this time I'll get him from you. No, so, um, so we licked our wounds and had to hike back up the hill <sighs> with nothing, you know, whatever. And that, so that night I was like, well, I'm gonna drink some beer tonight and sit by the fire because <laughs> I'm wet walking through the woods and nothing. The it next must morning, that mean that means something when because it's already given that you're gonna drink some beer. Oh, yeah. But when I'm you sit really down and you think, like, beer. I'm going to drink some beer. <laughs> I need a few more beers for that, yeah. Yeah, so the next morning was good. We glassed, and John had ended up leaving that next morning because he was feeling real shitty, and they weren't seeing anything anyway. So other than that one bull, but he never reappeared. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, that kind of sucks. And we watched for the morning, no moose whatsoever anywhere. I'm like, well, it's the last day. It's like, well, let's go for a four-wheeler ride. Let's go back this direction toward the mountains. It's like a 12-mile ride. It's the middle of the day. We'll go back up there in glass just to do something different because we'd been sitting on this hill for days, eight days, and days straight and days, in the rain. Yeah. Let's do something different, right? And we'll come back if nothing and watch the last few hours. And I relegated. 
I'm not getting a moose this year. <laughs> this is where I'm at. So if we did that and we went on that ride, and I remember why I've never been back to those mountains because the trail was just <sighs> treacherous. Mm-hmm. Like riding up a creek, alders in your face, slapping you. You know, no goggles would save your life <sighs> if you even had them. And uh, we we made it to the hill. I was like, well, I'm I'm fucking making it. We're going this far. We're gonna go check this out, anyways. Heck yeah. And we get up there and waste our time. But the blueberries were everywhere, so that was cool. Mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking, like, man, there should be bears all over this mountain. There's, I got pictures of the blueberries. It's like one scoop, whole handful. Oh, your whole nice. hat. You could fill a hat or a bucket in five minutes. Jealous. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we collected. Shit this year. <laughs> we collected bags for pancakes for the last day since. We were kind of thinking we we're going to be leaving empty-handed anyways and uh, you know, gl- and hung around for a while and then jetted back the, t- the 12 miles back to camp and we're glassing the last two hours of daylight. And we're just standing, we're all standing up, talking. You're back at camp? Yeah, we're back at our glassing hill, back at camp. We're talking, loud as can be, goofing around, like no moose are going to be around. Well, that moose, and I, and I had... Before we, like, right when we got back, I ran to the backside and I threw some cow calls out. And I generally don't, wouldn't cow call from where I camp, right? Like, that's just not something I'm, I'm doing, would. you know. I have. I just figured all the camp noise, right. it's not Never. a good mix, right? Yeah. So I smell what you agree. I start cow calling the first 30 minutes straight, a little bit here and there. And then we're standing up, beat bullshit and talking because nothing, there's no moose to be seen where anywhere. And uh, my buddy Mike's like, well, I guess we'll just have to go back to camp. And I stand up. I was like, well, I got to take a piss. And I stand up out of my little chair, and I would turn to the right to walk to go take a piss. And I look down the hill, and there's a fucking moose standing there. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, where did this moose come from? Like it's how liter- far from you? No, Literally 400 yards below the hill, that bull that I shot. I'm like what the fuck? Where, have you guys been watching at all? Like, <laughs> I, I, obviously, I, ha- I haven't been. Sleeping at the fucking switch over here. I haven't been watching either, but I was just over there calling, and where the hell this bull, all the magic bull, all of a sudden showed up, you know? And it, it was the same one that morning before that ran across the flat and went up over the hill. Oh, no he, shit. So there's a trail that goes behind camp. There's kind of a valley. There's a trail that comes down the center of that valley and then skirts out into that creek. Well, he came down right behind camp, and he, I'm assuming he must have heard me calling. But I don't know. Maybe he was just coming back, you know. And uh, before that all happened, when we were standing there bullshitting, a buddy of mine who's this is his first year ever moose hunting, he's like, well, I could, maybe I should try cow calling just to <laughs> fucking around. And he let out this cow call, and it was terrible. <laughs> like the virgin cow call. Have you seen those videos where the two native guys slap each other? They're like, this is how you call a moose. And the one guy slaps the other one, and he lets out this bellow. Like, oh. Yeah, I've seen that. that That's what it sounded funny. like. It was terrible. Yeah. I was like. Dylan, don't don't, don't ever do cow that. call ever. Don't again. Do that. And then he he says after we, sh- and I'm getting sidetracked. But this moose comes out, and I'm frazzled, running like, okay, how far is he? And I'm I got the rangefinder on my bio, so I'm just I don't need to ask you guys, but I'm trying to figure it out. He was four fifteen, so I run over to the edge. And I'm shooting my daughter's six five PRC that I just bought for her because I wanted to take her deer hunting on Kodiak. I was like, oh, that'd be a perfect little gun mm-hmm. for. Her. She's thirteen, so. So I range it. It's sighted in for 200. E- pretty easy shot, chip shot. Just stand there. I shoot. Solid hit. You could hear it. Co- totally tell. The moose, like all moose, they don't react a whole lot. Yeah. Mike, 
right behind my shoulder shoots oh, no. as loud as fuck. Like, boom. I'm like, oh. Then it, solid hit, too. Moose walks lays, and just crumples, right? I was like, oh, perfect. But it's 8 o'clock at night, and I'm like, okay, well. Oh, son of a bitch. Hop in the wheeler. Let's, let's run down there. So I run down in the wheeler, get to it, and it, and it fell like, like it was dead, like perfect shot, right? Mm-hmm. When I get up to it with the wheeler, with the headlights, it turns its head oh, and no. looks at me, and I'm like, oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. And I'm in my side-by-side, so I flip the window open like I'm a, like in a movie. <laughs> flip the front window open and just lean over the steering wheel and pop it right behind the ear, you know, pop it out, shoot it. But it was, it was a, after that, it turned into a, quite the shit show. Oh. Like, not the cleaning and all that, but the after we got it all quartered up and cleaned, the getting back to camp in the middle of the night, because... The uh, the one like I said the two guys that haven't really whole had a whole lot of moose hunting experience don't have a whole lot of four wheeling experience oh. either, and they brought their brand new side by side to the sale, which is fine. You know? Anchor, it's I even, didn't even worse of an anchor than Temple's Yamaha. I didn't think they would yeah. come down the hill to the moose. I figured I was going to go back up and get them, and we'd all clean it up and then ride out or whatever. But so I. Put the kill shot. I dr- it was kind of died in a little bit of a low spot where there's water. So mm-hmm. we, me and Greg, drag it out, drug it out of the water before daylight was over. Mark it, flag it, and then drive out to go get the rest, the other two guys and, and the meat wagon and all the stuff to break it down, right? We had most of it, but I was like, well, let's go back and make sure these guys are. Yeah. Well, we're on our way back to camp, and we come around the corner, and they're stuck. Oh. <laughs> in a mud hole oh. <laughs> right right under the hill and i'm like oh this is great <laughs> this is a way to start it so i pull them out and i said okay you guys stay here <laughs> don't move we're gonna go up to camp grab the two things we need and come back so i come back around and then we follow them we broke it down and i've had a first it was a first cleaning the moose with a radio with music playing Ooh, so nice. they got one of those <laughs> real fancy radios in there side by side and while yeah. we're me and greg are like this is different like, i've never listened to music while i'm cleaning a moose at midnight <laughs> yeah. right but uh we got it all broken down and, and then on the way out and i have a defender six-wheeler the six by six side yeah. by side which i've uh, I, you know like every year i upgrade something and I, I did that a few years ago just to get to camp but uh, i've never got it stuck or i've never had to use a winch it was like you know one, and I said that at the beginning of the trip, so of course I'm going to get stuck. Oh, right? yeah. And that's just <laughs> guaranteed. Inevitable. It's like, yeah, I never even know if this winch works. Like, I've never used it because it's just, but the hole that they got stuck in, I had the whole moose in the bed. And on the way out, I got stuck in the same hole oh. that they were stuck in. And I was like, oh, no. So then we're winching out. And I don't want to unload the moose where it's at because it's straight mud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not happening, right? <laughs> and they can't get around me because there's some pretty thick woods without. You know, Do you have any good like anchors to trees that we had some good to? trees? So I'm winching and winching and I'm moving and moving and then I had to winch so much that my headlights start dimming oh, when no. I'm winching. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, Shit. Oh, so I got to no. let it run for a while. Right. Winch, run, <laughs> winch. It took me 45 minutes to get out of this 12 foot oh. stretch. You know, finally did it. And I told them, I was like, hey. Go around this hole, whatever you do. Oh, no. And so they're like, well, we got to cut a trail. I was like, okay. So I handed him a hatchet and a machete. And I said, I'll be right back. I'm going to go get the chainsaw because the you know, one thing I didn't bring, which is a bad idea. 
And Greg and I ran up. And we're going to hang up. The but you had a chainsaw. At camp. I had a chainsaw yeah, at camp, of course. Right. I was like, it's, yeah. and it's only you know half a mile to yeah. camp by now. And I'm like, okay, so start clearing some of these alders around it, and then I'll come get the chainsaw. We'll make a new trail around this spot. And we get up. You know, I started a fire at the campfire because it's one in the morning. Everybody's cold and tired and wet, so it'd be a good idea to have a hot fire to stand uh, next to. Uh-huh. Get the moose all hang, hung up and quartered up, and Greg and I grab the chainsaw. And we rip back down. We'll, we'll all be damned by the time we got there. They had the whole forest cleared and a new trail. And I'm like, damn, I'm way too old to do that. Like that, yeah. these younger guys is like, that's pretty impressive with a hatchet and a machete. <laughs> and so they, but, but they, but they were also stuck oh. on their new trail. Oh, shit. <laughs> but they were, it was, it was a very easy winch out. But by the time it was all said and done and the moose hanging and dinner, it was two thirty in the morning by the time we got to bed. Yeah. But, See. But it was, a, I mean, it was luck. Lucky, lucky He's, moose, basically. I'll take it, I'll yeah, take it any it. day of the week. <laughs> That's the way that works. Is there a reason you guys didn't just tear the guts out, prop it open, and deal with it in the morning? That's probably the better. Yeah. Would have been the better I've, I've situation. Done I've done that once. But um, uh, we don't I do generally that. don't sure. do that where I'm at because we have a lot of wolves. Like uh, a lot of wolves. Yeah, yeah. I heard them howling a few nights. And All right. Well, I've seen a string of like fifteen or sixteen in the years past, and it's yeah. like that fucking thing stiffen up too, and they're a pain in the ass in the to ass. deal with. And yeah. you can, st- I mean, yeah, we, we, we even guts out, down even quick. guts out, you can I mean, still, you can still lose meat by leaving yeah. them guts I, out. If, I, I say if it's it's conditioned dependent. If you've got if you've got the ability to take them, like rip them apart, it's. Done in, What's the difference? You're moose hunting. Deal. It's yeah. like sleep yeah. in till nine tomorrow morning. If, well, especially the, until the season's over too. Yeah, the morning, like, so. there's no hurry tomorrow. Y- yeah. yeah. And my thought was like, well, we're a half a mile from camp. Man. Yeah, this Let's is going to be get easy. This done. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be easy. <laughs> yeah. We had the moose broken down within an hour and a half. Don't Probably it, way quicker it was, than it took you to, it was to deal with the trail. It was barely dark. It was barely dark by the time the moose was done. It was the three hours of getting yeah. unstuck <laughs> so, that really drove us bonkers. You know, like that was the shit show. Was the, the one the time I've part. I've done that, it was it was near dark, and I was miles away from camp yeah. in a boat. I'm like, man, we're not. Uh, we couldn't drag it. You know, after we tore the guts out, we couldn't drag it to the boat. Yeah. It was just like, all right, look, we're we're either going to camp here or we're just going to tear the guts out, prop it open, and hurry back to the camp because yeah. it's going to get dark. So, yeah, yeah. we've I've done that once with a moose, but I we'll we give ended you a up pass sleeping. In that case. We ended up sleeping about 200 yards from the moose because yeah. we, we, we had to hike in to, to recover it, but then that was just, yeah, not so. Did you guys kill most of your bulls in the evening? Yeah, yeah. Generally, evening. I've I've killed a couple in the morning, but no, the evening. Or I've even killed them midday. You know, midday when they're you, if you get them bedded, then you can walk in on them sleeping. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say eighty ninety percent is after two or three. In it's the happy afternoon. To, it's happy to get the morning the morning bull this year. It's nice yeah. in the morning. I've cleaned more moose with a lantern <laughs> at night or in a headlamp than the, I mean the. Mm. It's just. Yeah, That's we were wondering it if it was ever going to happen. If it was ever going to happen, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. Just cussing the whole time, walking down there, this fucking wind. Like, we're just pissed in the wind, but you got to you gotta do it, and then... Yeah. Wind, yeah. It in, yeah, like you said, I think the wind, 
ended up probably saving us on that bull because we walked. We couldn't have been seventy five. Oh, quietly, fifty or seventy five yards from him, walking by him. To covered your covered your to noise because we're not quiet when we're walking in. I mean, it's just like march there, get there, yeah. and then be quiet and like settle in, and start calling. And without that wind, that moose would have been gone, bolted, yeah. guaranteed. Yeah, or he would have been like, "Holy shit, another moose!" And we would have been like, "Oh <laughs> shit, like, we're standing here in the we can't dark, see anything <laughs> in the fucking dark." You know, it's like, "Uh oh, <laughs> start shooting that way." Hmm. Yeah. So either way, hmm. it was yeah, wind saved that. And you guys hunt; it's fairly flat. I'm assuming. When yeah. You guys yeah. yeah, 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 real flat. I mean, there's some some hilly stuff around, but pretty much any anywhere with elevation. <laughs> It's ten foot tall, like yeah. just tangle of Thick. birch and aspen and stuff mm. that you know, like you could spend you could spend a month like cutting out a nice like glass and area and whatnot. But then, but then, what are you going to do when you see moose out there and you can't go to right, them? Right. Or you, I mean, or heaven forbid, you call one to you in that and have to shoot, you know, it's pull so, them out of it's it. It's so weird, isn't it? They, as big as they are, can walk right through that shit. No that's problem. too tangled for us to walk through. Oh yeah, no problem. That's that's impressive. It's you, also, yeah, yeah, they can run through it. Yeah, yeah. eight hundred to a thousand pounds. If I weigh that much, <laughs> I could probably just push right through that shit too. <laughs> Man, so we were we were duck hunting early <clears> in September. And it was really flooded where we were, and where the boat's tucked into the brush where it should be dry land. And uh, we're sitting over some decoys, and we'd shot a few ducks, and it was quiet, and I'm nodding in and out of sleep. And I hear this horrible noise way off to my left. Like, what the fuck? It wakes me up, and I'm looking over there like, we're going to have to shoot something jumping on us. What's going on here? And it's a moose. It's like a 30, 40 inch moose. It was closed where we were. You, you can't moose hunt right there. And it's just sloshing, sprinting through chest deep water. It's got a bow wave going. It was still full <laughs> velvet. <laughs> and it's just stomping around, running, beelining, beelining. Like, what the hell? What's behind it? Shit, it's got to be a grizz. Oh, no. And all we got is shotguns because we're duck hunting. And, uh, and then there was a, a moose of similar size, but he was all red from hmm. tearing the velvet off that was chasing him. Hmm. But, yeah. Interesting. It was the beginning of September? Yeah, beginning of September, first weekend of September. Both smaller? Smaller bulls? 30s, 30s, maybe yeah. 40 on the top end, both of them. One rubbed and one. One no, rubbed no. and the other full velvet. That's that late rut. <laughs> that late rut, man. One didn't get the memo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One Did, bull was born in July, and the other yeah. one was born <laughs> yeah. in August. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we had a good time. Both my kids got their first ducks this year. Nice. My older kid got his first one out of the air. We had a we had a great first duck one season. Out of the air. Well, you know, I'm not a I'm not a, a sluicer. If they'd let me put a punt gun in my boat, I would. <laughs> yeah. But they don't, so I won't. Anyway, so yeah, yeah, we we had a great time. I was using a, a 16 gauge side by side. I just I love this gun. The first ducks I got with it, I got three birds in one shot two of them dead in the pattern the third one was flopping off so i had to give him the other barrel 
and my kid still had to wring its neck. And then the, the fourth bird I got with that gun, it was a flock of teals. We were coming down the river, and there were some cabins around, and we spooked these teal, and I'm like, shit, cabin behind them. Don't shoot. Shit, cabin behind Oh, blue sky. Boom. And I knocked the lead teal out of the air. It folded like Biden at sundown. It was fantastic. Naturally, after you let your boat come to a yeah, yeah. complete Yeah, stop, you got to uh, come to a complete. Just for power. clarification. Yeah, there's there's no shooting under power. <laughs> it, was, it was a great time. It's been a handful of years since I've duck hunted, but. Uh, same here for serious. Yeah. It was the I, first time in a long time. Used I used to be pretty serious about it, but. I haven't no, been. I'm going to duck hunt some more. I hadn't been, water, like. I grew. I did a lot of, like a fair bit of goose hunting when I was a kid in Colorado because there was geese around all winter. I always enjoyed it, but and went a couple of the like the first couple of years I was up here went with my uncle kind of on first of September and yeah. I had like I hadn't basically picked up a bird shotgun in twenty years and took jet. I probably already talked about this. Took jet out with Frankie and and shot a bunch of birds on on the opener. It was pretty pretty cool. Kid's got no idea. I showed Aiden some of those pictures of you guys hunting the ag land, and he's like, so you guys going to buy some agricultural land? I'm like, fuck <laughs> off, boy. Sure. Let me just <laughs> drop everything. I yeah. can get on that let for me, you. Let me become a farmer so you can shoot some geese <laughs> over the grain. For one week a year, yeah. you can shoot some geese. <laughs> oh, man. He shot his first bear this spring. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was... Uh, what I what I saw and what reality was were two different things, right? So this bear comes running in on the bait. And what I see, what I remember, is the biggest belly dragonist black bear on the planet. And it comes in and stands perfect broadside and Aiden, sh- Aiden shoots him with the 243. And it runs off in the rain. And we had a little bit of trouble finding it, but eventually we find it and it's just a perfectly average black bear. But he made a great shot on yeah, it. Yeah, would it run right? about fifty yards or so? Less than that, yeah. twenty, thirty yards. I walked right by it. Two Try or to three tell times. people that like a two forty three is a freaking awesome black bear gun, man. Awesome gun. It's good move. Like, I mean, if you're careful about your shots and use a good bullet, it's a kill a shit pile of moose too. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. try to get him a moose and caribou next year. Tried to get him a caribou this year. It didn't pan out. We shot a bunch of grouse and picked three or four gallons of blueberries and ate grayling. And this is a good year for grouse everywhere. I oh went, they were yeah, oh, everywhere. It's uh, I whacked a bunch with the bow. It was it's the mo- it's so fun. Like yeah, the last time I took took Jed and he yeah he killed. I didn't even shoot any. He killed nine of them. Nice, nice. Because saying we took the twenty two with the can. If there was multiple birds. Mm-hmm. And then as they kind of get them filtering off into the woods, they'll kind of sit there and let you sh- get get multiple shots. And if it was one, you'd yep. take that well that little four ten right there. And he's old; he's big enough now to to handle that four ten yeah. and yeah. shoot it well. And and yeah, he's a fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so cool to watch him get bigger and stronger and more capable. Yeah, how old are your kids now, Dusty? Well, my oldest is 13, Grace, uh-huh. and then I have an 11-year-old, a seven, six-year-old, and a one-year-old. Jeez, that's yeah, a spread, they're spread man. out. Yeah, but, that's yeah, a... So I took, I took my 11-year-old Millie. She's, she's, uh, she's got a big heart, 
I took uh-huh. her sheep hunting for the youth hunt. Yeah. Uh-huh. She really wanted to go. I was like, okay, well, let's go. I figured it'd be a great camping trip, father-daughter camping trip. Yeah. Trip, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, and we went in, and we spent five days, and we saw some sheep and stuff, and she had a good time, but uh, nothing. There was maybe one that if it was circumstances were different and she was a little more capable, we might have been able to put a put a chance on, and she's yeah. shooting that. That youth model two forty three, yeah, same thing, which is pretty good, pretty good gun for her. And but like the fourth day in, she was like, "Dad, I think I think I'm, I don't think I'm strong enough to do this." Which I was like, "That's pretty, that's pretty good that you recognize you recognize yeah. that." You know, like my eleven year old, you start like and forward uh, thinking. Yeah, you know, I was yeah. Like, I was like, "Well, that's that's pretty good to know." So you want to hang out for a couple more days and go fishing, or you know? But it was a good time with her. Uh, my thirteen year old. She's she's pretty strong, so I've taken her. She's got caribou, and we've done a couple moose together. And we did one sheep hunt where we got snowed in and weathered and bad for. Yeah, I. I mean, I'm sure you guys you you know you know if you take your kids somewhere, it's a little different than if it's oh, just yeah. you and your hunting yeah. buddy. You know what I mean? So like yeah. to me, it's like I'm gonna take you with me. This is gonna be a great hunt, but. I'm it's not, stressful. I'm not the hunter. Not the same as I would be yeah. if it was different. It's for a her, different stress yeah. when you take yeah. like the first time I took one of my kids on me and Uncle Dan's long hunt. It was just terrifying because if I kill me and Uncle Dan, that's a tragedy. Yeah. But if I kill me, Uncle Dan, and one of my children, that's that'd be yeah, that'd yeah. be horrible. But she's a. Uh, they're pretty good. At, they're they they have a good time. You know, this year I was supposed to take Grace, my older one, to Kodiak here in the this fall to do um, some deer hunting, but. You know, life life happened and yeah. plans mm-hmm. changed, so we didn't end up making to it, making that. So, kind of bummed out. I was supposed to be there like two weeks ago, the beginning mm-hmm. of October. Oh, was our plan, but that's supposed to be some real fun deer hunting. Yeah, was, it was supposed From to be a good hear, time, but we're gonna try to go again, maybe maybe next year, try to make it work. But she's she's big into sports, and so that gets in the way of a lot of oh. fun, a lot of fun hunting. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, you know. Kids play hockey. If you guys have kids and you want them to play hockey, think about it real hard. <laughs> Saying, well, Jed's doing wrestling right now. Oh, that that's seems great to be sport, yeah. though. That's good. That's good for him. It's, and it that. wasn't. It's cool. Like, see, I mean, he's seven. He's been doing it for a year. We had him doing it in the summer too, and it was like two nights a week in the summer, I think. And uh, which it's still two nights a week, but like can like tell how much stronger he's getting yeah. from doing it, and it's good for him. So. Yeah, my oldest just tried out for basketball at his middle school. Yeah. Yeah, he was all jelly-legged. You could tell it was <laughs> it was good for him. Yeah. Yeah, I got three in hockey, and that's that's that, kind of runs my life. That's like, expensive, too. Hockey's one of the more expensive ones. Yeah. yeah not, not by, you know, my wife played competitive hockey growing yeah? up, so it's like her side more. I played a little bit just, just for fun growing up, but nothing like what they are, but they... They're into it, and they're pretty good, so good. maybe it'll work out for them. You know, I went to a, a hockey game. Damn it, I screwed the joke up. I went, to a, <laughs> I went to a boxing match once, and a hockey game broke out. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got three of them as long as uh, they got the foil, foil up <laughs> before the game. Yep. Oh, have you ever seen that movie, Temple? Slapshot? Yeah, I've seen <laughs> Slapshot, but I I don't remember that particular part you're talking about. Then you haven't seen Slapshot. <laughs> Is that? <laughs> hang on, which one's Slapshot? Is that? Uh, uh, That's the hockey movie, right? 
Never <laughs> was. Is that Paul Newman? <laughs> Paul Newman. Yeah, I have seen yeah. that. Yeah, yeah the <laughs> twins, the, the Hansons. No, is it they weren't triplets. It's it's two. Br- is it? Two? They were Irish yeah. twins. They were like a year yeah. apart. Uh, yeah, that's a fun Irish movie. Irish twins. That's not insensitive, is it? Did I? No. <laughs> did uh, it's not logical. Did I ever tell you? What, <laughs> right. No, did I ever tell you what uh, Jed had said? So he's my son's oh, seven. Shit. Real smart. Like likes to read all. You know, he's big into you know. World War Two and big historical into cursing, and then blames me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're Curse, at it. Yeah. So that he hears from so, Uncle Frank. So, <laughs> yeah, so we're throws at, me right under. We're the out bus. of. We're sitting there like calling moves. Like get a text from my wife. What was it? Oh, it was. Uh, she's like, so we. Uh, I could find it, but the gist of it's like, so we're driving down the road and. This guy like like illegally passed up, so she obviously said something, something. Pulled in yeah. front of her, and then uh, what did he say? He's, he's like that, that son, son of, of a, a bitch. <laughs> no, but he said, son of a b i t c h. Spelled it Spelled out. Spelled it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Faith looks at him and says, "Where'd you hear that, <laughs> Uncle Frank? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little shit." <laughs> but, uh, he uh, so he's like big. He likes like Civil War documentary. It's like on Netflix, Netflix, Amazon, whatever. Mm-hmm. He has one that he likes to watch. I let him watch Gettysburg, which is like a super long, drawn out movie. But he's like just ate it up. So he's always playing battle with his two year old brother. And I was like, "What do you? Got? Who are you guys?" Jed's like, "What's what's Ellis?" And Jed's like, "He's a Confederate." I'm like, "Oh, really?" He's like, "No, wait." Worse, he's the Irish. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Even worse. <laughs> we oh, are god. like a lot Irish, so right. we can say right. so you're we allowed can to tell. say that. I'm so allowed to okay. say that. No, it's okay. We can to tell by your complexion and your hair. Oh gosh! But uh, oh yeah, they're fun. I was thinking of like fun. I don't know what brought it up the other day, but. Some talk about like just people running their mouth at the range, <laughs> or talking about guns like that they. It's, it was something like oh accuracy guarantee or something so like I, that, and I was like, yeah, I, I had a guy tell me his twenty eight nozzer was guaranteed to a thousand yards. I was just gonna. <laughs> that's so fucked up that I was just gonna say, do you think that those assholes that were at the range right before we went moose hunting? Actually shot anything? Fuck no, no way. <laughs> Did you show up at the range with the stack of hundreds again? Or no, I no? didn't try that this year. I would bring my kids two forty three just to see if I could walk away with one of them hundreds. No, nothing to lose but five rounds no. of ammo. <laughs> so like, I don't get it. Did I? Did you hear about? So uh-uh. last year, and it was through work. Like my editors, you know, we we're just joking around. Just, one of the nice things with my job is I get to shoot a fucking lot. Yeah. Like a lot, and you know, test a lot of hunting rifles and just like shoot the shit out of them to get like good, big sets of accuracy data. And most rifles are not like everyone's like, oh, my rifle's half inch, or even yeah. like, oh, my rifle's an inch all day long. Eh, it's like a lot of them aren't. That's okay, but um, anyway, so I did this thing where I put made a sign like behind my bench at the range when I was just. They're working, and it said like, if you shoot, you know, if you shoot a one inch group, I'll pay you a hundred. I'll give you a hundred dollars. Hmm. 
Not a single person even tried. That's really I'm still, yeah. I'm still boggled. like full both side both bays like totally full of people. Huh. People look at it, be like, "Does it cost me anything?" Like, no, just your own ammo, five rounds. No one even tried. I'm gonna get a thirty cal punch. Yeah, we go down and check my target. <laughs> Hundred dollars, <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thirty caliber pencil. <laughs> yeah, a little sharp <laughs> piece of tube. <clears throat> but yeah, no, these guys. Tried that. That was pretty funny. I didn't realize you thought it was as funny as those guys at the range that like showed up right next oh, to us when God. we were shooting, getting ready to go They're moose just hunting. Fucking assholes. They're <laughs> loud, like obnoxious. It's like five dudes show up to shoot two rifles, head to toe in camo, head to toe in camo, and they're just like. <laughs> <laughs> Like every got to be the loudest people anywhere around, and like just fucking, I hate people like that. <laughs> so, but they're like, so and, and the one guy's like bragging to his buddies about his rifle, and I'm like, he's like, see, the berm's like 330 yards basically. There's a couple steel plates guys have laid out there. The guy's like, oh, see that plate down there? I said, oh, this rifle's this rifle, this rifle at 100 all- yards. They're trying to zero and their rifle. Barely 100 can yards, fucking yeah. hit a hundred yard target. <laughs> but the guy's like, what he says, something like, "Oh yeah, see th- this rifle's for you know." Or well, I can't remember how he said it. He said it's a thousand yard rifle. But he did. He did afterward. After I like chimed in, but he's like he said something. Like, see this rifle's for shooting all the way down there, and I was like, Tyler, "Yeah, so is this one." <laughs> yeah, this twenty two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then you stood up with that other rifle and fucking offhand shot a fucking steel plate at 325 yards like three times in a row. (laughs) Offhand. No bullshit. Right fucking standing six feet away from those guys. They couldn't even hit a 100-yard target. I was like... I'm going to fucking piss my pants. This is fucking <laughs> epic. I should have just been like, pulled out my phone and just shit, started yeah. filming. YouTube. As soon as it had all started, I should have just like started filming it because it was classic. Well, fucking I didn't realize you had, because afterwards you're like, dude, I had to turn around because I was just dead serious. So I was like, oh, yes, yeah, so was this one. Like, or she's like, this rifle's died. this rifle, you know, this is a rifle for shooting down there. It's like, yeah, so is this one. Just doing it. It's like a little 22. I'm shooting. And he's kind of like, he's like, well, what is it? Twenty-two. <laughs> so, well, this is a twenty-eight nozzler, guaranteed to a thousand yards. I'm like, but you're not. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. that's the thing, right? <laughs> but I know. it's meaningless. It's, it doesn't it, mean anything. It's totally meaningless. The whole thing, <laughs> exactly. I, all of my guns will shoot better than I will. That's what I know. But it's, uh, yeah, that was, but yeah, and then oh, afterwards, you like, perfect. I was just, I wasn't even that like. I was kind of entertained, just kind of being a smart ass, but I didn't realize it was as funny as it was. <laughs> oh, it was fucking hilarious. <clears throat> it was all just, it was not so much of like what happened, it was the timing of how it all, like how it all played out, the whole thing. And the fact that they were like a half an hour, oh, it's fucking three inches left, four inches <laughs> high, and, oh, crank on that thing. And just like, you can just tell by like what the shit people are saying and what's going on that they don't have a fucking clue what they're doing, you know? Yeah. They, I and, bet they adjusted that scope 500 times. Yeah. Oh, exactly. They were probably still adjusting it, every it this time. afternoon. <laughs> yeah. they're well, why they're not getting a thousand yards. And then, like, the it. more we talk, like, the more I'm remembering. So then the one guy, because I had that. 300 H&H was just, like, making sure it was zeroed. Yeah. And uh, I'd stuff those bullets 
re- recently. And they go, What's that? You know, and I'm like, explain. I explain. Yeah, I was like, you know, I'm just like verifying these loads, you know, and working up, trying to work up a load for this rifle. And yeah, I'm trying to work up load for this 28 nozzle or what it was. Like, well, I thought it was guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed, and everything you have is factory. You got to open the labels on all your boxes. Yeah, no, the yeah, it's fun. Yeah, people place. It's like Tommy Boy. <laughs> like the people, the guarantee makes people feel good. They want to see the guarantee on the box. Like, well, if you want me to take a shit in a box and slap guarantee on it, believe me, I've got time. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but for your customer's sake and for your daughter's sake, you should buy a quality part for me. Uh, I could go on a little, like, uncomfortably long with quotes from them. I'm not sure I've seen that one. You've never seen Tommy Boy? Yeah. This dude can ramble. Auto, man. He Educate can ramble your off, like, every single movie that he's ever seen. <laughs> he's going to, like, remember all the, like, funny lines and shit. We're, like, walking along sheep hunting. Yeah. He's just like... <laughs> constantly like I'm spitting out movie quotes and shit I'm like laughing my ass off the whole fucking time <clears throat> I have that problem I can't remember anything that really fucking matters but I can remember a lot of movies Move, yeah useless, my, useless my brain yeah my brain is full of useless movie quotes yeah. and I can't remember my children's birth date or my wife my <laughs> wedding anniversary but I'll quote all of Lonesome Dove <laughs> Oh, Lonesome Dove's a pretty good one. Yeah, it is. Have you seen the other movies that are some of the different books Larry McMurtry wrote? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. They're they're worth watching if you don't have to pay too much. Uh, the one with Steve Zahn and Carl Urban that's immediately before uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Robert Duvall's Lonesome Dove, that one that one's the, huh. the second best of the whole thing. It's better than the rest of them except the... Tommy Lee Jones and Robert how are the Duvall. books? The books are great, all yeah. of them, all of them. I mean, hands down, yeah, better than the movies. Yeah, oh yeah, always. Yeah. If you like Robbie <laughs> Duvall playing Augustus McRae, you'll really like the book Augustus McRae. It's hmm. it's funny shit. They did a great job bringing them to life, though. Robert Duvall and Tommy Lee Jones. When it was originally cast, it was Tommy Lee Jones supposed to play Augustus McRae and Robert Duvall supposed to play the series. How one. do you acquire this knowledge? Like yeah. I said. <laughs> like, uh, like, I mean, I can uh, do movie quotes from watching a movie, but... Uh, eh, whatever. But Tommy Lee Jones couldn't Stranded pull off on the... on an island in a boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> reading the back of all the books. <laughs> making a makeshift sail to get out you know, of the fucking When, when you've river. read the whole dictionary, you got to find something else to read. <laughs> so, yeah, Tommy Lee Jones couldn't pull off Augustus McRae and Robert Duvall couldn't, couldn't do uh, Woodrow Call. So they're like, hey. He's still going. Well, he's somebody <laughs> bring something else up. I'm, I'm spinning my wheels here. Oh man, what's up with so, the what's up with the moose tag? Yeah, I got a Fairbanks management area archery antlerless. What's the fucking? I don't understand why 
Why what? Why you have to make sure you always say antlerless? Because well, the any, one, right? the can, no, no. In case he has to kill a bull and knock and saws all the antlers <laughs> that's off. That's what I'm always wondering. Because like, the one time fucking cow tag <laughs> temple. So I off. walked into fish and game long time ago when I was starting to get into archery, and I'm like, hey, tell me about this local antlerless tag. And the guy's like, or excuse me, I said, tell me about this local cow tag, the FMA cow tag. He's like, it's not a cow tag. All right, excuse me. What is it then? It's an antlerless tag. Okay. So it's from September 1st to November 27th. Right, so no antlerless. Bull, not a single fucking can't bull take, on the planet will have lost its antlers. Yeah, you right. can't right. take calves. You can't take cows with calves, and you can't take bulls because they have antlers. So what's so left? A cow tag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lone cow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's that's why I do that because well, he mean, made such an impression. Maybe in a couple of years mm-hmm. when they start dropping calves in November, you'll be in luck. You know, because the rut's getting later. It's and getting later, later and later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I haven't uh, seen I haven't seen a whole lot of local moose to be honest. There like, was there was oh, a cow and finally saw one yeah. a couple of days ago. It's like yeah. it's it's always seems crazy. It's like you see them all winter. And then uh-huh. in the spring comes, and they're just like, they disappear. Out, yeah. gone, food I saw, elsewhere. I saw a cow with a calf, though, by the south ramp a few times. Yeah. This, there this was, year, but not lately. There was a cow and twins. I saw just a single cow Tuesday. What's today? Yeah, today's Wednesday. Wednesday. So, so yesterday yeah. morning. Yeah. Mm. You, you didn't call Temple? To... Well, that you can't. It was not in the, oh, it was it was not in the Fairbanks management area. And I'd have yeah. to wait anyway. Yeah, you can't fucking bullshit. call them and tell so, them anyway. Yeah, uh, I yeah. did see a cow and twins at the end of my neighbor's driveway a couple of weeks ago, and I could almost convince myself that they were last year's twins, but not quite. Huh. Calf is defined as twelve months or younger. They could have been younger, yeah. next year's. Late <laughs> <laughs> as the ruts get next year's twins. Yeah. <clears throat> so you're shooting carbon arrows, though, right? Yeah, I switched to carbons. Uh, East and Axis two sixties. The welcome to the future, the, son. Man, <laughs> they, they fly so consistent; they stay oh, straight. Shit, imagine that. The, the the diameter of my groups went from like you know eight ten inches to. You should talk to those guys that they were shooting next to at the range. Maybe uh, they can get their diameter in a little yeah, bit. Right, you can yeah, realize. Yeah. Oh, well, you guys are shooting at that 100-yard target? Yeah. <laughs> I switched to carbons. I can just say 100-yard target. Those arrows are guaranteed for 100 yards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it, they're so... I don't get the same joy of hitting the target with the carbons as I did my dowels. Well, it happens just when, it, when it's more frequent. Just pretend when you hit the dowels. target more frequently. I get I get less aggravated with the arrow. So I think the mm. trade-off is, yeah. is good. I, I would say it's worth it. I whacked a bunch of grouse this fall with it, and and it was it was just... So you were making your own arrows out of dowels? Out of heart, yeah, three-eighths oak dowels. <laughs> From okay. fucking Lowe's. Every time he Lowe's. shows up at Lowe's, yeah. the lumber yeah. people are like, and what Home the Depot. fuck? Here's this guy nah, again. you got to really pick through them. I'm I bring sure, my, yeah. I bring my, uh, my spine tester and clap it to the shelf. <laughs> it's fucking real. He's rolling, yeah. rolling dowels on aisle yeah. four. <laughs> they can have a little he bit of He's sending us pictures of his fucking spine tester. <laughs> clamp clamp to, the, to the shelf. Clamp to the fucking shelf at the yeah. dowel aisle. That's good. That's yeah. Oh God, was, that's pretty good. I was almost to the point of bringing my scale, see if I could see if you, you know, get the weight right. Yeah, because some you of them really weigh like them really weigh them. Some out. of them weigh seven hundred. 
grain, some of them weigh like, <laughs> like excuse me, sir, in the vest, could you turn this down a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can have a fucking, could you cut this to length for me? Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. On to carbon. I would have carbon. Yeah. I would have laughed my ass off. I'm walking down Lowe's and see you down there rolling uh, down. I didn't be roll. Like, I'd like, be texting all his friends and be like, let's just hey, check yeah. this guy out. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But most people have no idea what you're doing, I'm sure. They had no clue. They're like, man, That's he's really way. serious about his craft. <laughs> Maybe he shoots pool. <laughs> 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 they got a mini table. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like Seinfeld, the the pool table where Green, they put your Costanza's parents put the dad puts a pool table in his old bedroom or whatever it is, oh. but it's too short for like the wall. Yeah. So Kramer makes like a little, <laughs> little tiny stick. pool stick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kramer had problems. <laughs> Holy shit! So you're up. You're you're hunting. Yeah, daily. Yeah, it stays in the car. I'll whack it on the way to work or on the way home. You know, calling sick. If I have to, they know. The do you take the long it. way to work at all? Get up early and no, I got to do some I, cruising. I got to drop kids off at school on the way to work. Shit, so the, yeah, the you just got to make sure and swing by the like the library on the way <laughs> <laughs> on the way home. Yeah, that way when people I think we call talked the, about that. Yeah, one. we did. Yeah. Mm. The, some guy whacked a moose right there, and people called the cops, and the cops came and posed with him. Yeah. Don't give me no moose at that construction site right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <clears throat> Man, how about that Steese Airport Fort Wainwright intersection? Fuck that. Holy crap, is that thing screwed up? I watched somebody sc- oh. <laughs> take a major bomb on knowing which way to turn on that one today. <laughs> like, all the intellectuals on Facebook are like, you just follow the signs and the arrows. Yeah, okay, but what about when that green arrow turns red? When I'm not supposed to. You stop. Well, what if it. It's not supposed to, right? It shouldn't. But it turns red, say, out in the middle of the Steese. There's that light that hangs over the traffic in Steese, right? Do you understand how, like. Look, there's a lot. There's a spot at a traffic light where when it turns red, you have to stop. Normally you don't turns- stop like right where you're at. Have at you a given been time. through that intersection? A couple times. Okay, yeah. so yeah, I understand that there's a line back here where you stop, but there's that light that hangs out in traffic. Well, there's three in there's a row. Three on most or, of them. Like, there's yeah, three or three four. Lights. Yeah, like everywhere, per, you go. Yeah. everywhere you go. I'm not exactly. saying it's if you're not- going from airport left on the Steese, there's, yeah, there's actually, four stops. There's four, four fucking stops. Uh huh. But you. Sh- the the way it works. I'm not is, saying it's not jacked up. You should. Oh, it's the most ridiculous. One, the it's the most ridiculous. one is if you're going from like North Pole in, and you have to go, and you want to go left. Oh, I've never had airport. to do. That. Yeah, you got way you early. Go around like way Wayne early, then, you got a freaking. Yeah, and then that <clears throat> corner is like 90 degrees. That's yeah. the. Oh, that's oh, that's what we're talking about. That's, that's what yeah. talking I'm talking right about now. from yeah. airport. To northbound on Steese, there's yeah. a corner there yeah. that's like 45 you're like, exactly. degrees. You're like, fuck, am I going on base? Yeah. Nope, all of a sudden you're yeah. not anymore. Yeah. yeah. So the the what I've read is that second st- that second arrow, you shouldn't that one shouldn't ever turn red if you're already in the intersection. Of course it does, and of course somebody stops in the intersection because the arrow's <laughs> red, and they, they get fucking whacked. So now the thing's going to be closed here in a day or two so they can adjust, they adjust the adjust the timing. 
It, it'll never, that shouldn't happen because it's battery backup. Really? Okay. <sighs> that timing adjuster, dude, I worked on his house years and yeah. years ago. I think he still works for the state and does that, that shit. It's like the, the design, the state design vehicles that drive around. They sit there and they're just like watching shit and then they figure out like hmm. what times of day. Like how long? Because that changes throughout the course of the day. Like whether it's seven a.m., everybody's going to yeah. be to work at eight, or to like between yeah. seven seven thirty and shit. Mm-hmm. Or like at noon, they're gonna it like let shit go. Like people move faster or yeah, whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> that seems like it would be a very a just mind numbing job. Holy shit! Trying to figure because it's like, not like you can just sit there and drink quickly. coffee and shoot the shit. You got to pay attention. Right? Yeah. yeah. Stop oh, for sure. Watch the lights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see those people oh, sitting out there in the summer. Seconds. The clickers, yeah. yeah, all summer sitting in a chair, just like <clears throat> if they're not using the strips, yeah, yeah. Huh. The strips, those strips beam right to the federal government. So <laughs> 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 you can tell them what you're doing. <laughs> and the Earth is flat. I could have told you that. <laughs> you know Look how. At I- a- how many maps have you seen around? <laughs> you, know, you know how I know the Earth ain't flat, Frank? Because if it You've was... You've been in an airplane? Because <laughs> if it was flat, Carrie's cat would have done pushed everything off of the edge. Yeah, exactly. You're crazy, man. There's, there's steps. <laughs> there's a great ice wall. Oh, shit. Nope, there's steps. Dusty's like... Fuck what do you think the Earth is flat? This. No, <laughs> I had a neighbor. He's I, like these. I used, mor- to these a, morons. I used to have a neighbor that was like <laughs> a, a flat earther. All about yeah. it, yeah. So I got. I like know all the funny shit to say about. Like, <laughs> Fuck you, you're nuts. You're building up all your yeah, ammo exactly. for your neighbor. Yeah. Is this the yeah. one where it like had the the phone wrapped in tin foil? No, he didn't have a phone wrapped in tin foil. Someone, he didn't have shit wrapped in tin foil. He just was like straight up. And he'll like stand there and argue and argue and argue and argue and argue for <laughs> fucking hours if you want to. I finally was just like, dude, I'm not gonna argue. Where, you know, like, he, where did he? My think world this is, is going like this, nowhere. and your world is like this. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, that's where we're gonna be. <laughs> exactly. Did you ever ask him when the moose rut was? No, he doesn't hunt. I think he's a felon. Whatever it's different on the flat Earth or the round Earth, yeah. <laughs> <It> really <laughs> changes. <laughs> One of my arguments was, if his fucker's flat, don't you think, like, if we were on the edges, we'd just get slung off into whatever? Like, you'd have to be standing right in the middle of that son of a bitch. Does the flat earth still spin? It's like a, merry, it's like a merry-go-round. <laughs> the guys on the edge are fucked. Yeah, they're gone. <laughs> the centrifugal force. It's like that old recess toy where you're spinning on the oh, wheel, yeah. you're fucking, on the edge. Oh, you're yeah. You're shooting. Yeah, the fucking merry-go-round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's interesting to know people like that, though. I mean, they're great people to chat with for a while. <laughs> I thought it was a joke at first. First time it came up in conversation. There's a lot of sh- Oh, you got me. Knee slapper. Oh, you're fucking serious. Holy shit. Oh, man. Picture that one. There's a lot of shit out there these days that you wonder. Like, are you serious about that? You really yeah. believe that? Yeah. Fucking Sasquatch. <laughs> hey, whoa. All of it. Whoa. 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 
It's called Jehiah. <laughs> I got right? more. I got more evidence of, of a giant, <laughs> a giant feral rat running around <laughs> <laughs> these parts than Bigfoot. I figure if Bigfoot was real, somebody'd have shot him by now or come up with a credible game camera. Yeah, you know, or exactly. or, or everybody's oh everybody that sh- everybody that shoots one they get drug off. <laughs> Temple. So, I don't want anybody to know. Uh, Think about this. Yeah. Yeah. So, future hunting plans. Let's get back on track here, gentlemen. Oh. <laughs> yeah, squirrel. <clears throat> Aiden wants to go sheep hunting. He wants to, like, he's. Well, I was thinking for future, like, next couple months, not like next yeah. year. Oh. Well, I'm. I'm anybody, do you have anything going, Dusty? Anything else this year? The Kodiak thing. The Kodiak thing fell through, so that was kind of it. Uh, Kicking around maybe, well, Frankie was talking about trying to go to Kodiak in February. I might try to squeeze that. Is that still deer hunting, or would you be goat hunting? Goat goat hunting. That's what they're doing primarily. He goes almost every year. Yeah. Yeah. uh, He threw the invite out a few years ago. He's trying to get Greg and I to go with him. We'll see where I'm at. I I might try to take him up on that, but I did draw Kodiak brown bear for spring so oh badass so awesome I'll be going in may well that one it's the nice. same tag i drew in 2020 so. what uh what rifle are you plan on bringing now that? did you get you got kind of shystered out of the 2021 because yeah. of covid right yeah the whole all the restrictions i you know i was planning the 15 day hunt and uh ended up working at five days but i was like oh i'm I wasn't going to wait for the state to say whether they're going to reissue tags or not because they were, they didn't know oh, what they remember. were. They you talked about this on the podcast. Oh, yeah, 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 because you flew Fuck from yes. Homer. Yeah, yeah I, had to, I, had I can to remember. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I knew some, I knew some yeah, yeah. pilots here that, you know, through a couple guys like Tyrell and them, and he hooked me up with Taj Shoemaker, and I was like, hey, I can't go into mainland Kodiak on that trip, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, just pick me up in Homer and fly me into the field and then yeah. backdoor me into this island hunt. Hell yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to take five days because the state hadn't determined whether or not they're going to reissue tags. I was like, well. And you ran into the issue never gonna, of like, of, never of like <laughs> not being able to pick up your tagging Cody. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, so I had to mail it all. Yeah. And it all worked out great and I ended up taking a, a pretty good bear on that trip, but yeah. I drew the. Drew it again on your I four drew it years. Again. Off. Yeah, so my buddy, my buddy that I worked with, who went with me on that trip last minute, was like, "Yeah, I'm going to put in for it." And I was like, "Well, let's put in for a party tag, so in case you draw it, I'll go with you. I kind of owe you mm-hmm. a hunt." Well, he he didn't wait around. He just put in for it. He's like, "Well, I already put in for it." I was like, "Well, shit, I, I guess see I'll you put, put it in." For you're it. the one that drew it. So I drew it. So I drew it. He didn't draw it. I'm like, "Well, that." You want to go? <laughs> you want to go again? Is, is he going to go? He's probably going to go. Oh, that's it. awesome. <laughs> well, nice. But, so what, so. what you planning to bring for that trip? What rifle? Uh, 375 Ultramag was what I carry for those. Uh-huh. Yep. That'll do, pig. That'll yeah, yeah. do. It's a pretty good rifle. Do you hand load for it or use factory yep. stuff? Hand load. Yep. You want some bolts to try? Sure. I got yeah. a lot of them. The answer is yeah. always oh, yep. yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, uh, yeah. I usually use a a triple shock Marins for it, but nice. The, the those are great bullets. Great. Yes, they um, are. Well, I was just saying, I I ended up getting finally getting a bunch more of these. Like, le- apologies to all the listeners who are sick of me flapping my fucking gums about <laughs> these bullets for the last three episodes. But like, um, but the last work. episode, yeah. Ro- the, uh, those Lehigh Defense mm-hmm. controlled fracturing 270 grain 
basically they're co- solid copper monolithic bullets. Um, I had loaded some up for my just to have as like a going to bait. Yeah, my going to bait gun and uh, was this is all on the previous podcast, like so, right, so right. I'm kind of repeating myself, but uh, was going to check my zero and Rob McIntosh, you know him. I don't. Anyway, he uh, he was there shooting his, like, trying to get his rifle zeroed, was leaving the next day to go bear hunt, brown bear hunting, and just was, like, all over the place with the ammo he was shooting. And long story short, he they really liked my ammo, so I just gave him the ammo that I had loaded <laughs> up, and he killed a nice bear with it. And uh, yeah. they shot. Well, he, sh- he ended up shooting a moose this fall with it, and his buddy had bought some and loaded them for his three seventy five, and, like, just said they were very happy with how they did hmm. that's what i shot my moose with in in 30 cal okay they, yeah. they seem to do really really well so yeah, yeah if sure. you like tinkering and hand loading that's yep. worth a shot yep. i do a lot of that have a good time with it i need to when you when you go home. down there to kodiak the area that you draw do you, is there a cabin there do you bring a arctic oven or what, yeah, how I'm, do you i'm tenting it tenting yeah, it. Arctic yeah. Oven. yeah yeah it's kaluta bay the tag yeah I drew, so Right on. Yeah, there's not much there. I mean, there. I think there is a one cabin somewhere out there, but last time it, I just didn't have enough time to really. Yeah, I, you I, were, my plans just got. I was, you know, thinking I'm not going with all the bullshit that was going on. So I was like, well, well fuck it. And then last minute, I was like, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, let's go. What boys. else am like, I doing? <laughs> yeah, and it was pretty good. Pretty good trip. Um, so. And that's where I was going to take my daughter deer hunting. Oh, yeah. Same area, you know. Ran into quite a few things down in that direction. But, but again, that didn't work out from sports and <sighs> school and, you know, plans. But, but yeah, I'll be, be heading down there in May, the end of May. The last I'm going to do the last 10 days, I think, of the season. Nice. That'll be fun. Get out there again and see if I can't sluice another big bear. The last one was pretty good. He was... Uh, nine foot three squared out. That's a, it's a great bear. bear. Yeah. And he was like, I think, you know, three, eight, three eighths of an inch under all time, but boon. But uh, yeah. Well, especially the skull that big, it's a good bear. Real close. <laughs> so, and then it was, it was kind of funny. Like that one ended up working out where the tide was wrong for the bigger bear that was with the sow that ended up pushing up into the valley where I couldn't cross the creek to get oh. after him. And I'm like, like mm. you know i couldn't wade across mm-hmm. and it was just too deep but then i ended up staying and then another one dropped down following that same trail i was like all right well now it's low tide i'm going yeah but i was nice. only on the island for 20 28 hours that's crazy huh? <laughs> I ended up, yeah it was it was like oh, shit. not enough to enjoy a hunt but it was great for it's still round, great that's unheard of i drove i drove more than i did <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like i drove to homer and back you know yeah it was pretty funny. And then I, I think I told the story about how I had to package the bear in the Home Depot parking lot with the, <laughs> with the makeshift cooler full of ice to keep the hide and skull cold before I got all the way to Fairbanks to get yeah. it sealed. You know, that was, it was such an, people were looking at me sideways like I just killed somebody with all the blood running out of, <laughs> yeah. out of the tailgate. Of the truck. <laughs> it was, it was quite, the, quite the experience. <laughs> Yeah. Nobody would suspect me packaging up a dead body. It's in the whole <laughs> oh. depot park. <laughs> Two inches of foam and three rolls of duct tape. <laughs> what do you got for carpet doing? in there? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like a remnant, please. It was quite the quite the show. Yeah. Well, speaking of bears, these are my these are the last two bear hides in the freezer. I've actually been 
I was whining as I didn't get my extra year of firewood cut this year, so I'm going to have to do double next year. Oh, but uh, I did fuck up big time. So it's only this deep. Oh, I know. Damn. Time. <laughs> you don't even but I've been chipping shoes. away at. <laughs> <laughs> wrong I've been chipping away at other stuff lately, and uh, yeah, so I got all the bear meat out of the freezer processed, and these last two, those are Nick's bears that have been loitering in my freezer for <laughs> a while. But done deal. Feels good to be done. For a while. Check it off the list. Off to kill something. Off to go deal with. (laughs) Yeah. 45 squirrels is what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, 45 squirrels. (laughs) On your next list. Your next to-do list. (laughs) Yeah, Frank's like, actually, I wasn't. It's about (laughs) as much as a fucking bear. Probably. You add them all up. You can stretch them out to be a bear. you sew these together for me? Oh, man. Yeah. Well, in death, like six weeks, I'm going whitetail hunting. There you go. Should be fun. Where you headed Kansas. Out Kansas. Yeah, nice. I think next year I'm going to try to, a buddy of mine lives in New York. He invited me to come down and go do some whitetail hunting. I think I'm going to try to try to squeeze that in if I can. Yeah? Yeah. Northern New York yep. somewhere? Yep. Right on. Where at? I don't know exactly. It's a, It's kind of like a friend of a friend deal. He wants to come up moose hunting. I was like, well. I'm, what do you know, got to offer? <laughs> <laughs> How can we make this? Yeah, so. <laughs> So it, it's actually the guy who took moose hunting this year. It's his brother. So he's originally from New York. So he went moose hunting with me. And then probably next year or the year after, I'm going to bring his brother up. And then I'll go whitetail hunting right on. down in New York with him. I think it's private land and all that stuff. So I was like, that's even better. It'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> go check that out. Yeah. Uh, generally, usually I go to Oregon every year to do an elk hunt. I didn't end yeah. up going down this year. I just... You just try to go like late in September, later in September. Yeah, yeah, archery, archery elk hunting after moose season here. I, I I go down for the last two weeks, generally down there. And they change kind of all the regs change, so everything's kind of a draw now. And I have points and all that, but I'm trying to trying to save those for the better areas. It's so messed up the way they do their they, draws. So no, so uh, when no. do you go and do that then? Like exactly like what kind of time? So frame? for the archery elk hunt. The last couple times I went, it was like the 20th to the 27th of September. Are they ripping, bugling, yeah. just it's, going it's nuts? Because they are awesome. up here that time of year. It's They're awesome. going nuts. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, full on. Be, uh, I figured it'd be October by the, by now with all the wrecking. Oh, yeah, with the with later. the drifting. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's, if it's hit Have down we that worn that far south yet. yet. Probably, pretty yeah. But... Yeah, usually that last that last ten days of September down in Oregon is when I'm down there trying to do that. But, yeah. And it's I've I should have got a couple elk by now, but it's hesitation on my part, not trusting my instincts, I guess. Uh, <laughs> do you put in for the elk up here at all? I have. Yeah, I've put in the last three or four years. Yeah, you know. two of the one that's fucking me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking it. I'm diluting You're the pool. Yeah. Uh, I'm diluting the pool of tags. Yeah. Well, I haven't drawn it, so I don't think I'm fucking anybody yeah. yet. <laughs> Somebody is. Yeah. Somebody oh, is. Somebody yeah. screwing that over you. Yeah. It used to be easy, it seemed like, and it's not so much anymore. That's the way most of the tags have gone, really. I mean, it's unreal. That's just terrible. I mean, more that's interesting. It's a, f- a fun hunt, though. The yeah. elk up here, yeah, it's a lot of fun, and that's the time. Like, I don't know. I've tried to chase them around afterwards once it just goes to registration, mm-hmm. and they're a fucking pain in the ass to find. They're not responsive at all, and it's just too late. But that first, if you can draw it in the beginning, yeah, it's fun. 
you can bugle them in, and it's cool as shit. Is there registration a fog neck, too, or is that right? Yeah. Registration. It's usually, like, after the season, they if, tally up how many yeah, have been if killed. they didn't and, get enough, like, yeah. whatever they were thinking. Exactly. And I think when I did the registration, it was, like, cow only. A lot. Yeah, sometimes it's like that. Yeah. yeah. But, it, mm. yeah, I imagine it varies. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. Uh, it's, like, yeah. I like hearing... You know, bull moose glocking and shit, and like ripping it's brush up and everything. But man, I can like I equate elk bugling. It's like listening to a fucking whale or something like that <laughs> underwater. Like <laughs> the no, like like is this fucking real? Like an animal can make this noise? <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty intense. I had that last two years ago, I had that one. He was like fifteen yards in the brush, and he let oh. off a scream and bugle. Oh. And I didn't know he was there because I kind of yeah. <laughs> like hit the deck. No, it was me and my my brother in law who's in Oregon. So I got, I got family that live down there that take me every year. So it's kind of nice, you know. And we're walking down this ridge, and I, we had spotted him in that area with some cows before, and we're and we're kind of just settling in. And then he he lets off some calls, and I'm like, okay. And I can hear some cows, you know, mewing back at you. And then I kind of pushed through some pucker brush, and then it was like that bull let off a, a straight scream and i'm like he it sounded like he was like <laughs> right a megaphone in my ear mm-hmm. like he was just on the other side of the brush and i'm like how in the hell did i not scare this thing out of here with <laughs> me you know moving yeah. through the brush of all things but right. all the all the cows you know made sense at the time after the afterwards because all the cows were walking around him making noise maybe, maybe yeah. he thought i was just a cow right or whatever but when he let that off i was like I didn't even have an arrow in my bow or anything. I was like, I'm scrambling, grabbing an arrow, putting it in my bow. There's no, sh- there's no shooting. I'm yeah. in the thick. There's no shooting light to be had. But I'm yeah. like, I don't want this fucking elk to come run over the top of me. <laughs> you know, I was thinking more like he's gonna kill me. <laughs> That's what it was, what it was like. But then that ended up pan, not panning out. He kind of, he came out in front of me, but the brush was, you know, no, not passable or anything. So I waited for him to pass out of sight and then now i'm on a dead run down the ridge trying to catch up to him and by the time i got the last flash he was down mm. going away you know and again you're never catching up to those things but no. but every morning every day you get him screaming at you and you're like this is just legit like, it's this is nice fun. it really is, <laughs> this is fun. it's really cool to hear them yeah yeah and we did some cool stuff like there was some real small creeks and they had little little tiny like eight inch brook trout in there like you like in yeah. a farmer's field. You're like, what? How the hell do these things even live? It's like eight inch wide creek. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I brought a little fly on just <laughs> just a fishing line, and I'd throw it out there and I'd catch one, nice. <laughs> eat it for lunch. Like that's pretty. So it's pretty legit. It's pretty neat. Like how does that thing survive in like six inches of water? <laughs> you know? Yeah. But. That's where I grew up. There's like all these little tiny piece of water like this yeah, big and there's 10 fish that stacked deep, in there exactly and they're like this big yeah little tiny thing same yeah, thing just yeah. cook them whole rip their guts out cook them Pretty whole much, and eat them yeah. when i was in sitka you'd see pinks stacked up in little little creeks like that every little freshwater trickle into the ocean there'd be pinks trying to swim up it i've seen some article where they like actually caught some chums in the uh yeah, Kilik River. Yeah, up north. Oh, I really? Heard that, I heard that shit on the radio the other yeah. morning. It was on the news. <laughs> they like well, actually like documented it, which you know, <clears throat> that's they're like that's have wild. Well, you know whatever like varying assumptions as to what's go- like that they might be expanding or they may have mm-hmm. been that's spawning in there for years and years. Who knows? And just nobody ever. But knows it's too. the right. 
But mm, chum, yeah, they had very like, minimal amount of fish. Yeah, there. but the, yeah, they like confirmed some chums in there, so that was kind of cool. Um, we went to that uh, sheep parade that like it was kind of last minute that they announced, fishing game announced it, but Brad Windling did a. Yeah, I thought I saw that. Did that sheep hunting or sheep presentation? Pretty good. It was last weekend, right? Uh, or like last, Tuesday, Tuesday last night? Tuesday, yeah. yeah. Okay. At TVSA. Yeah. It was good. Like it wasn't a bunch of like I kind of half expected people to just have a bunch of like whiners and like just people bitching in there. But there were like people had good questions. It wasn't like a ton of people in there. Yeah. But uh, no, it was good info. You know, I mean, like the. Sheep population situation is shit right now, but he did like provide some good context to like, you know, there was huge population crash in the forties, he said. Right. In the nineteen forties, like huge population crash. And before I mean before that no one was really keeping track statewide. Like it just so and then uh you know, it was interesting to see like when they started tracking hunting hunter numbers and harvest how like it's pretty like straight up relationship between number of hunters and harvest and that's varied it was increasing from like the 50s pretty steadily like hunter numbers and harvest till 1990 when they had a big die off in the alaska range which is about like the population level he said is about what it was after that die off when it crashed yeah, when it crashed in like 1990, 1991, um, whatever it year it was. Yeah, 91, 92, winter, 91, yeah. 92, super heavy snow snow year, yeah. and it just fucking destroyed yeah. the sheep. Yeah, 92, and, 93, uh, I remember those years. We so, were sledding off the roof at the house. Yeah. So just, well, I, I wasn't up here, but I remember my cousins yeah. hearing about it. Um, but uh, so, and then after, after that, after that, you know, like it was a big drop off, and then, Hunter number, like it kind of went well. The population just went back up. To look at the but the overall, like the harvest, the numbers of sheep, the hunters, and like the how that. But statewide, oh, like but when you look at the whole state after 1990, <clears throat> it's like harvest and sheep hunter numbers have steadily gone down, decline. down, 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 and then you know with this last one, it's been a big decline in yeah. harvest, in, in but it's also hunt, like got... like. 30 or 40 percent fewer hunters oh really too. very hmm. a lot less hunters but what was interesting was that snow in the early 90s was like a one winter thing right to fuck the sheep up and what we got going on right now is so far two winters in a row yeah. That are have been super two, hard, yeah. super not hard so much sheep. last winter, but the two but, previous and yeah. Another, another interesting we thing we had one like in seventeen or eighteen too. We had, that yeah, we had all that rain, and I figured that would have been a real a real. Bad and I don't year. know if that it just one depends did on much how local like how localized where is, that yeah. stuff happens. You know, because we're like what we can be having happening here in Fairbanks doesn't matter yeah. shit really. Maybe close to, but it, what yeah. what I found is interesting was so we had the two shitty winters that killed a lot of sheep but the like mature nine ten year old sheep class right now in place right now was also hit by like poor lamb years in 2012 and 2013 Mm -hmm. so it's like kind of a compounded Uh, it's not mm. just these shitty winters it's these shitty winters and the fact that we had poor lamb numbers in those years you know 10 years ago that Last Tuesday, the harvest numbers for 
this year, 23, were under 400, hmm. which is fucking really low. low. Yeah. yeah. Very, very low. The other thing that I thought was really interesting was it's gonna um, be at least half, right? I always yeah, for a lot of times it was a few years ago it was you know like six to eight hundred, yeah. um, and then a few and years like, but like thirty six hundred, like thirty six hundred like hunters, mm-hmm. and it's been like two thousand to twenty six hundred hunters. Okay. I think the last couple of years, yeah. Um, the one that the one of the things that I took away from that that I. I never thought of and didn't think it was a big deal. I was always thought like uh, golden eagles. I knew was like right, huge yeah. lamb killer, uh, grizzly bears, uh, even wolverines. You know, there's like these stuff that's typical. Drowning lambs. Yeah, that was runoffs, interesting. Crossing drainage with like it, yeah. tons of run water runoff, and they get fucking stuck on rocks and shit, and just pinned and drown out. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it was a. He talked about a uh, like a multi year study a guy did and like track following all these lambs around yeah. after they get dropped and you know one year like the leading cause of mortality was drowning hmm. of lambs. Um, but and it's like kind of a mixed bag. Like their one of their main like little study areas up in the Brooks had pretty shitty lambs this year. But um, you know I've heard other areas in the Brooks and other area like other areas in the state having really strong lamb numbers this year. Yeah. You know, like he seemed, he seemed like he wasn't sugarcoating any of it, but also it's like a lot of, how many times did he say, I hate this to be a depressing, depressing as it is. (laughs) I was just going to say, I shouldn't take Aiden (coughs) sheep hunting next year. Well, I mean like you, there's like, it's, you don't have to kill a sheep to like enjoy sheep hunting. Don't, you know, fucking, and none of us go. If you want to go, go. I don't want to go. Well, then let Just. your kid go by himself. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, it was like, if you return, you will be a man. <laughs> but there's got to be something you guys See, have. When I was right? 12 years old, I was driving the boat going camping by myself. Me and my huh? buddy Joe. It's mm-hmm. like I look at this kid and I'm like, "You'd fucking die." What well, did, no. needs a buddy Joe because you sheltered him. <laughs> you sheltered him too much. Devil, clearly, <laughs> clearly that is the case. Oh man, but uh, <laughs> no, it was like good, and it was cool to see. Like he finally was able to get underway a study because the it seems like the only well the only realistic like footing that any of these stupid closures have is a, a theory that hunting the mature ram like eight-year-old and older rams causes you know or killing a large majority of the eight-year-old and older rams causes like younger rams to die sooner because they do more of the breeding hmm. and that's like a theory that's pushed so just hold on a second temple i'm, I'm just having so trouble wrapping my head around that so idea. the theory is you kill like these big dominant eight-year-old and older rams are like the ones doing the majority of the breeding right. in theory. And if you remove them, remove the stress them, of breeding for the younger ones causes they them to die. That's what they say. You know, so whether you believe okay. that or not, I don't know. But right. they are doing a study where this this spring, he, what he said, they called 25 rams in a hunted zone and, and, and in a national in park. In a national park. Okay. Where like you adjacent at all. So adjacent very, very areas. Very close together. Um, and so he, they're in next, in next year, they're going to collar 30 ewes 
and he's trying to get younger Rams so that he can watch them over a period of years and like use like hopefully the the colors will like fall off before they're huntable huntable. Right. But um he you know he was like he's like I'm going to be objective like a sci- I'm going to be a scientist about this but he's like I don't think that the hunt they just don't think that the hunting has that big of an effect Anything to really to, do with. So, to really and it's not it, they know it has nothing to do with the population as it is but the the you know no one's really buying the argument that continuing to hunt mature rams is going to slow the slow the rebound because it either like any way you cut it, there's no easy answer, and it's well, not gonna ha- it's not gonna pop, pop what it back comes down overnight. To is, is, right. is an eight year old ram is living on borrowed time. Already, oh yeah, regardless of weather or anything, they're just old, yeah. and I mean, they're done. They're at their peak of their life. Well, and you know, like another biologist just said, like people don't realize, like, like could you imagine if we were only shooting eight year old and older moose? You know, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, it's like. There's like a, a rams, you know, I think they can breed at three, but they're like pretty mature at five, you know, yeah. left, left unmolested. Like, yeah, like you can get some, you, you know, you get eight, nine, 10, 11 year old rams. So there's a little bit in the mix there, but it's kind of like stupid to believe that. And, and it was interesting to see his, uh, his age, like record the recorded, age of harvested rams mm. like whatever like, 50 percent of that, them were he was i was like i shot a 10 year old ram that year like, yeah i was like looking like <laughs> yeah. looking at that shit yeah. like each of those years i was like okay the year, age of the ram that i shot that year and this year and this year yeah so like even this <clears> year the majority like the i can't remember the percentages but like over like the majority were like the large majority were eight and nine like overwhelming majority and a good number were 10, and then, like, a lesser number were 7, but that's also, seven. like, eh, how are we, eight? like, are, are we counting these as, that, as that's an 8-year-old ram or a 9-year-old ram type of, yeah, I mean, right, people yeah. know what I'm getting at, but um, as far as, like, what we're calling rams and recording them as, there, like, can be some dispute the actual there. age, yeah. But um, even as it is... It's like, yeah, there's really not that many seven-year-old rams. In the, the like the vast majority of the rams that are getting killed are eight, nine, or ten. Right. Yeah. So it's even even as now, it's not like there's been a noticeable like huge uptick in sub you know in sublegals and a lot of young because that's kind of a complaint too. Is like everybody's just blasting Shoot a ton of younger rams, and I'm sure make some people are, but it. By the numbers he presented, it wasn't it anything seems significant. Like that was a, like kind of an a even, pretty steady, even yeah. keel with how many yeah. sublegal rams are harvested. Yeah, that's huh. interesting that they would think that if rams are breeding at a younger age would cause stress enough to reduce their lifespan. Like that's kind of that's kind of the gist is what I was what I was hearing about that. Yeah, you're thinking that if you take the older ones out, who are the breeders, the dominant, but yeah. the younger ones coming in having that stress of having to breed because I'm assuming they're doing that shit anyways. Like, you, uh, yeah. yeah. They're going to sneak it in there whenever they can, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, yeah. You, you know any 21-year-old man that uh, fucked themselves to death? Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of, that's kind of interesting. That, that That's kind of an interesting theory to me. Like, I don't know. About the it. other thing yeah, that was interesting I, about was going to that, that was well. that this is not just 
here in Alaska. Right. This yeah. is thin horn sheep in general. Like yeah. uh, they, he, he, he just said, went to I think some he said the only deal like, in, in Canada, Canada, and there it was like same shit across yeah. the board. Is exact whole, same the, stuff. That same latitude. The, all of doll sheep's. Yeah. Said the nor- he said the Northwest Territories was pretty much the only area that seem to be doing really well right now in an, huh. in an area though yeah. in in the northwest territory okay is yeah. that I, I think is what he said with yeah. that not area all of it yeah so is that area not hunted or something well no but no, he, he did also point out that and this, he's like the feds do their surveys differently than we do like as a just a caveat but he's like uh-huh. the numbers there like the tr- population trends in the national parks which are essentially un- some of them have subsistence hunting, but right. essentially unhunted populations around the state, Same which is thing half is the happening. sheep country in the okay. state, they're yeah. s- so, still down. Mm-hmm. And the population has not magically rebounded in the Western Brooks Range <sighs> since they closed it to hunting. So, right. Which was 2015. A while 15. ago, yeah. yeah. yeah I, it's been a while. I know we've harped on this, and I know that I have harped on this. I just, we shouldn't gloss past it. Like, it was... It was agreed that Alaska would manage Alaska's game. It was. Yeah. Yep. When when we became a state, the whole Anilka thing, and now federal agencies are not Managing abiding game. by that. They're yep. not. No, they're just ta- – well, and I mean, I think a lot of them the, – it's – because they're not like it's – you can't, in fairness, say like oh, every, every park service person's a – you know whatever like it's not like all but there i think there are people in control and like there's special interests being uh-huh. served with uh-huh. those by you know through those agencies and people in certain positions in those agencies because uh-huh. the federal subsistence board is not like some like elected by the people type of thing for the interest of animals all it is is the federal agencies uh-huh. there's like three additional members that are appointed but the voting majorities of agencies, it's just them deciding what they're going to allow themselves or to do or that not allow they, everyone else to do. They don't have to abide by the agreement that their entity made. That entity being the federal government. Yeah. <laughs> Way to bring her, very, bring her home on a high note, that's look, man. Oh, but man. look, man, that's across the board. They don't do anything with the government. They don't <laughs> they agree to anything. Look, in you case you're wondering, they can't even agree with each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's but yeah, no, I, it's, yeah, it's a, it's definitely a worry, man. I mean, people, and you kind of like everyone's looking at this snapshot in time. Like this is how Alaska is now, and then oh, it sucks they took this from us, but oh, what you know. Where you don't realize, like, it's been getting taken for 40 years or right. more. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, well, whenever Anilka happened and yeah, they the and they made. And they made. No, I thought it was 80 or no, 81. it was in 70-something. I'm not much I'll of a historian. But Anilka and Creation of Gates of the Arctic and Wrangell, where they're just like, oh, yeah, oh, you hunt here? Not anymore. Nope, yeah. done. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, like it's a it, because you hear it, by the way everybody want or not everybody. Some people whine who have been whining for twenty years or longer. It's just as long as I've been doing it about that the rut this or no, well oh, d- no, just whining about anything. But in this case, sheep hunting. You know, oh, it's like too many guides here or too many this there, too many other people there. It's hard to find sheep. Um, for all the whining, like you would think that there's a ton more people, and it's right, not. Yeah. And everybody forgets that 
you know, it, it, there are some real issues, but like we've had the area, like the week, our opportunities shrunk just year after year after year. Like, you know, we're taking this chunk, we're taking that chunk. All of a sudden it's like 60% of the, I'm just making that number up, but 60% of the cheap country in the state, you can't even set foot on. Right. And you can't. So there, so you, the areas are that are, that are allowed is there's going to be more competition. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Right. Yeah, that's not working here. And that's the but. deal with, uh, you know, guides. Yeah. Like, you start taking stuff, areas away that these guides are guided in, and they're, they're going somewhere be else. stomping and all over all the, the next guy. Some guy that's been there for 40, yeah. 35 years yeah, or whatever, guiding this area. To do it, uh, yeah. Compared to, like, you know, Joe Schmo, like us, you know, going, me going out hunting or whatever. They have dedicated time, and of yeah. course they're going to be more successful because that's what they're doing every day, not on a hobby or weekend here, weekend there, mm-hmm. you know, so. But still, those guys, like, what it, my point was that these guides are all going to just be stacking on top of each other. Oh, yeah. And they're going to be, that's not going to end no. well either. It's that's already gonna, not. No, those like, numbers. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, these guys, well, like, and without. Where did these people go? They get put, oh, I can't guide here anymore because you close this down. Well, I'm going to go to an, it's not like you're going to be like, oh, okay, I fucking quit guiding. My whole yeah. life I've done this. I'm done. They're going to go and find an area where they can, and there's already somebody guiding. You know, there's an outfit yep. that's already in that area, and these people are just going to be all over each other, and it's just... Yeah, those, those state land areas where you have multiple guides. And that's, and like, that's a problem. Is, well, and Pete, whew. like, that's, I mean, that's been an issue for a long time. I mean, even 10, 12 years ago, I remember the Board of Games saying, oh, yeah, well, we're going to have exclusive guide use areas for, by 2013, and, like, that's yeah. never going to happen, you know? Yeah. And it, uh... At least in that case, like it sucks. That that was like a big thing. That was a big thing, yeah. Oh, we got to make sure that, like, when we get our guide use area and, like, we figure this all out and everything and then fizzle away into nothing. Yeah. Well, and it's just, I mean, even at that, like, like there's not an answer where somebody's not going to be pissed off, but. Ain't that the truth. And, uh,. You know, it, you know, if you got an exclusive guide area, at least you have some some like motivation to maintain it and and some yep. reassurance right. that another outfitter right. is not going to come in and just like shoot yep. every legal ram they can find and yep. move on. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not because all of us like know people and have friends in in the outfitting world too. It's not like we're got anything against guides at all but no um, not at all yeah they generally manage their area because that's their livelihood they need to sustain some sort of revenue yep so they're not going to go in there and just destroy everything that they can because then the next year they're hosed but then you you know know what i mean what what worries me is these people that depends too on who you talk to well i mean a lot of people telling me like this guy went in there and got this area and fucking killed sheep that i was farming for years you know and the sheep that they shouldn't be shooting, except for that they're eight years old, and their client needed they paid them to right. get a ram. So that go, you know, yeah, even I mean, that goes probably both, ways. both sides of that coin. You know, <clears throat> but I, I would assume that a, an outfit that's been hunting in the same area for some length, some of, time of them do really good job. Try I, I agree to, that a lot of people to mean take, well. take what the area can mm-hmm. sustain. You know, yep. I mean, like with but some sort of an effect. But I mean, not everybody. <laughs> if they're overlapping with other guides in state areas, and then it's kind of like first come first serve, right? That's yeah. Like, One for people to not be confused, like there. that's that like the the trophy quality and like managing for like sustainable like good hunting, like where you have. 
huntable, like, you know, a deep, whatever you consider a good quantity of like huntable mature sheep, like that's a little bit different. It's, it, we're not that we're talking about a different thing than just like sustainable population and right. population oh, numbers for, that can grow sure. is yeah. like, that's <clears throat> like, that's two different distinct subjects sort of, but yeah, yeah. I'm not going to stop. I mean, like all I want is the opportunity, you know, like if I yeah. got to go for sheep hunt for 10 years and I don't kill another one for 10 years, I'm still going to go. I want to go look yep. and try. Yep. I mean, that's, that's the thing. I mean, I'd be lying if I said I didn't like shooting them, but that's <laughs> there. It's about a lot more than that. So, um, but at least like let people use the country, you know, right. cause you stop, you, you lock people out of country and they can't use it anymore. It gets forgotten about. And then, it's not going to get opened back up. <laughs> yeah, generally not. Yeah. Well, and that's what we're seeing is this stuff will never get opened again. I mean, we start chipping yeah. away those opportunities. That's, well, that's I mean, you just, thing, just yeah. look at down the lower 48th, you know, the grizzly bears, how long have they been over their, you know, sustainable goal population goals and like, <laughs> and what, what's the drum they're beating now? Not until they're everywhere they used to be. Oh, yeah, in San Francisco. Now they're putting Come them on in now. Washington. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Idiots. Yeah. You yeah. really want grizzly bears everywhere? No. <laughs> probably not probably not yeah well but until it's a problem that you can't fix yeah they do yeah <laughs> drop a grizzly at golden gate park let's see what happens well i imagine the homeless population would start to dwindle <laughs> oh. at a certain time i mean some of those areas like Church. I mean, they're opportunistic, right? They're going <laughs> to, yeah. if they start drifting, they're going to, I mean, it's, that's a reality, but that'd be pretty, pretty sideways for some of those populated areas to start getting yeah. encroached by some good grizzly bears. <laughs> like, although we're taking a, imagine that. those fucking mountain lions, though, they're all over the place, oh, yeah. everywhere, yeah. you know? Those things are lurking in neighborhoods and shit all over the place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, could you imagine like living in those areas and sending your kid to like the bus stop <laughs> in the morning? <laughs> That'd be a little Hell creepy. no. Yeah. Like, That'd be a little creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I've read a few stories where I used to live down in Bend. The off duty sheriff shot two mountain lions in the playground. Jeez. In elementary there school. You go, exactly. <laughs> on his way home in the middle of the night. Like, like okay, don't go out to recess. Yeah, I guess we're not. You know what I mean? Like, that's well, that's pretty wild, nuts. man. Yeah. When you thought cows at the, cow moose at the end of the driveway was bad, yeah. Go check your mail in the middle of the night. And oh, they'll still kick the shit out, out of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My dog got me chased by a moose once. It was a yearling. I was uh, this one. We lived in Esther. We were moving. Uh, it was uh, one property but two houses. We were moving from the dry cabin to the the house with the septic. I was changing the the blue board out in the outhouse, and I hear my dog barking, and I think, damn it, he's after the cyclists again, because I was an idiot and had my dog loose. So I stick my head out of the... That's a light switch. I stick my head out of the, the outhouse, and I'm like, Chevy, Chevy! And there's this moose, but I'm pum 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 pum, and there's my dumb dog behind it, and I'm hollering at the dog, hollering at the moose, trying to get them to disengage. And the moose turns around and runs at my dog and starts stomping at it. And idiot Chevy's just dodging hooves, having a great time. <laughs> and he runs back towards the house, which happens to be 
right by the outhouse. And I watch that moose's attention go from my dog to me. And I'm like, oh, shit. Shut the door. Well, <laughs> that occurred to start slapping the outside. Of the so outhouse. you know how your brain does math real quick in bad situations. I think, all right, I can close the door, hang out in the outhouse, hope it doesn't knock me over, or I can dash, I can run, but I can't outrun him. But maybe I've got enough of a head start to get up on the deck, change directions, dive off back the way I can because he's going to run past me. He can't change directions as quick as I can, and then I'll crawl under the house. So I decide to run. I make it up on the deck, and there's no moose behind me. I'm like, where is he? Shit, where is he? And on the deck, I walk back the way I'd come, standing on the deck, and there's this brown blur, charges me, slams into the deck, knocks itself senseless. I dive off the other side of the deck, grab my dog, go into the other house, and I see this wobbly moose walk around the deck all screwed up where it <laughs> tore its right. back open. Two things. First, dog just, should be leashed. Nah. Well, no, 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 I don't even give a shit about your dog. I do. <laughs> I don't yeah, like, do. I like my dog, but I don't have to like your dog. Right. I'm a dog person, <laughs> so, but I like my dog. I don't give so, a shit about uh, the visual you painted, uh-huh. I could just see you sitting in that outhouse like uh, Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber when Seabass <laughs> comes, busts open the door. No, I, like I said, up. I was, my pants Number was one, out. number one, no, the, not the in the, styro. which brings me to number one. How often do you have to change blue board in an outhouse? Would you shit all we, over it? We'd been in there for a year and a half, I <laughs> think. I melted it. <laughs> I, buffalo wings. It was it. a friend of mine moving in there. I thought I would put in some new blue board. I'm a, like, I'm a I mean, good you just person. say I'm changing the blue board like it's a regular occurrence. I'm a like, good person. I'll change it for the next guy. You need the Artec foil face. Or <laughs> <laughs> you're going to fuck that up. Yeah. Yeah. Easier yeah. to clean. <laughs> Just wipe it off. Well, anyway, does anybody have? Now that we're out of like dark town, <laughs> anyone have? Us? I don't know. Any, anything good to enter on? I'm going ice fishing as soon as the ice is thick enough. Take my kids to go ice fishing. Oh, they put some big ones in. It. They yeah. put some big rainbows in there Ooh. when they stocked it this fall. As, as soon as we can, I'm going to go ice fishing. Connor, I sent Connor a picture. He asked if we got the snow machines. So I sent him a picture. He's like, oh, we can one-up, buddy. <laughs> it's got the, like, one-up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Handle grips. And I was like. <laughs> Ride double. Now we can two-up, he said. I said, shit, yeah. So I said, as long as you don't pee. And he sent that. Oh, the dumb <laughs> Riding the scooter. Harry, your hands are freezing. <laughs> <laughs> you want these extra pair of gloves? <laughs> Uh, oh, shit. shit. Mm-hmm. Well, as always, it's been good. Good catching up. Good to hear your yeah. good to hear your moose story. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Nice. Got it done the yeah. last hour. Last hour. That's how it works a lot. It's amazing. Usually, yeah. I don't know about usually, but it happens a lot. Like I've that. shot a it number of bulls like on the least, last day of the when season. you least yeah. expect it, generally. It, yeah. Always. yeah. <clears throat> it makes it fun. So yeah. I keep going back for more. I'm already ready to go back. I already got a list of things I need to fix and yeah. make better for next year. <laughs> you know? uh, like, my dad was, my they were listening to the podcast that we did. Yeah, about, he's like, you couldn't have made the shitter nice. <laughs> well, when I was there, I had to hold on to a tree. <laughs> he did. That was like his take from the whole podcast. It's <laughs> like, oh, you guys couldn't figure out how to make that nicer for me. 
that yep. tin I hauled up for you. Next time, Hugh, we got it set. Oh, done. Yeah. Done on. Yep. Nice. Yep. I got a whole nother oh, huge list of stuff that I'm going to haul out there this, this winter out to my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Every year, the trailer gets bigger. That yeah. gets Man, ain't, that, ain't that the truth? <laughs> right. No Every doubt year. about it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, it goes too quick. Man. Well, it seems like when you get out there, it seems like you never left, but yep. then phew, it's a long, a long year between that. So just over quick. It's such a short period of that, like just magic bull glucking. Yeah. We had a new place, new flat place for the tent next yeah. year. Oh, Dave, yeah. Our buddy Dave spent, spent two days pulling yeah. stumps. <laughs> We're sleeping. <laughs> like taking all the dirt and like packing in the yeah. low spots and oh, like nice. flattening Leveling out, a out a good huge area for the freaking Arctic Oven 12. It might, it'll be a little disorienting at first because after four years of like looking one laying, direction look, laying down in, in one, one direction way. yep <laughs> yeah yep but uh yeah oh i can't wait a lot of a lot of fun to be had between now and then but oh, no yeah. doubt it's almost time for ice fishing oh fine. Uh, yeah but it's coming two up and two up, two up and let Connor drive. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Aiden had so much fun up at your cabin, just plinking away with the twenty-two. Oh, I bet he, he did. Had so damn much fun. Yeah, shooting beef. There's some places to ice fish out there that we should like yeah. make sure we get some winter trips going. I out need there. to do a little bit of that for some some gear te- some work. Yeah, gear testing. Yep, you can buy my fuel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, good stuff. Aiden had a heck of a year, now that I think about it. He he shot his first beaver in the spring, shot his first bear in the spring, got his first duck, sluiced his first duck, first duck out the air. My second kid got his first duck. We had a hell of a summer. Hell yeah. Heck hell of yeah. a fall. Heck yeah. Hell get, him in fall. On your, get him in on your antlerless. Moose tag now. As soon as that Have kid there help you clean it out. Yeah, he's he's gonna be packing meat. There you go. I don't understand why he wants to hunt sheep though. Because it's I'm, awesome. I'm gonna have to find out. He just knows more than you. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't hard <laughs> to know more than me. <clears throat> yep. Well, anyway, anyhow, let you guys get back to it. But uh, yeah, thanks for everybody for listening. We appreciate it. If you Enjoy Tundra Talk. I appreciate it if you leave a good review on iTunes or whatever dealio you listen on. And tune in next time. Thank you.